passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. That's right. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Door. Bumper. Clear. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Door Bumper Clear presented by OfferPad. I'm Brett Griffin. We're back from the Indianapolis Road Course with a very special guest, good friend of mine. Denny Hamlin is in the house. We'll talk Ross Chastain taking a shortcut. Drivers dive bombing each other into turn one. Kyle Busch is finally willing to take a little less money. And the next TV rights deal. Guess what? There's a lot more. Let's go. The best on the stand and the best in the both. Stumping the Monday to tell you the truth. Giving the opinions and breaking the rules. Get called to the holler to bring it to you. Casey, you pretty. Freddie, you fat. TJ, you suck. Brighton, so bad. Jason is pacing, got a fight in this race. And if someone don't crash, and he's gonna go mad. Looking for Freddie, he's killing the bottle. Casey is making messes like a toddler. Tweet something stupid, then don't even bother. Brett's gonna block you like TJ is a spotter. See them online, throw FF in the chat. Tell Rick where to stay off the track. All of the podcasts are living in fear. This isn't the download, it's Thor Bumper Clear. Nah, don't get it twisted, baby. This isn't the download, nah. This is Thor Bumper Clear. Go, I like it. Hey everybody, I'm TJ Majors, spotter of the 68 Xfinity car, the 6 cup car, and uh, full house. Real full. Brett Griffin, spotter for Kylie Racing, fresh off of Indianapolis Motor Speedway Road Course, where turn one was a Freddie. <laughs> What's up, Freddie Kraft, spotter for Bubba Wallace. I had Derek Krause, Landon Castle this week. Hey, Casey. Oh, hey. Casey Boat here, marketing professional babysitting director, and of course... Your Ready? Indianapolis road course winner, Tyler Reddick, or Jason Schultz here. <laughs> Tall Tyler. Yeah, welcome. Yeah, I think you had a sprint car win, too. Yeah, I won everything these days. <laughs> welcome to episode number 10,000 of DBC. <laughs> 10,000 was a special episode for us, 10,000. We have, I would, in my opinion, is the greatest guest we've ever had on the show, uh, Mr. Denny Hamlin. What's up? Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> hey, That's your new contractor. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I'm hoping he brought it with him, but I have not seen it yet. Yeah, turn it over on the back. You'll see it. <laughs> It's, it's funny. Uh, no uh, this is not good. Deal or no deal. There's no deal. I've changed my mind about that greatest comment. <laughs> so Freddie's got lipstick in his pocket in case you need need it there. Might need it. I don't think we've ever had a guest that stays in the middle of more 
than you do. <laughs> like, you always have something going on. Well, I would say it's you, but you're part of the show. I mean, you're, not, honestly, you're not a guest. Here. You're looking, not a guest. Looking at you guys right now yeah. in the middle of yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, uh, it's interesting how that works. Uh, trust me, I got plenty of texts uh, between last night and this morning saying, now be careful. <laughs> be careful. Don't let those guys send you down the bad lane, you know. I text Gabe Hart. I said, I need one thing that's going to get Denny riled up. He said, to the contrary, I don't think I'm going to give you anything to get Denny riled up. <laughs> Denny gets himself riled up plenty. That was one of my calls. Okay. Right. Oh, well, I'm the reason for that one. Jeez. Oh, man. Well, just good news is the meetings are early in the morning, so you won't miss much when they call us all to the hauler. So. Oh, man. <laughs> well, yeah, that's debatable. Oh, it was the one-year anniversary. It Indeed. was the one-year oh, anniversary. Oh. Oh, well, not really. It was the track anniversary. It was, yeah. about, it was a couple weeks short of a year, but, yeah, it was the track uh, anniversary yeah. of is, our Is it last. out in the open why y'all got called? I mean, I mean, I there, think There's so. a long list there's, of things. I mean, there's a list, probably. <laughs> they didn't agree with any of them. <laughs> Dale Jr. came and saved us is what really happened. Because they yeah. weren't true or it was a bad look? Uh, well, I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> I, but the I, perception of what it. we said. I felt and like it was true. And also how you said it. Oh, so I mean, it really was Freddie as well. No, we I was going to say there isn't really That's a accurate. we in this shit. It's really you. It actually wasn't my fault this <laughs> yes, time. Yes, it was. No, it was Freddie's fault. It was my fault. All right. You, Freddie. <laughs> 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 I remember TJ called me after and he's like, Seriously, these guys are getting me in trouble. Oh. What the hell? So Easy. maybe uh, maybe don't do it again this time. <laughs> it was uh, yeah, I don't know. It was the morning after my birthday, so that was a good that was a good happy that birthday. was a good morning. <laughs> I'm sure Denny's heard a lot of the details, but and you probably are really surprised when we go into there. This guy says, "Hey, if I start talking, just kick me." What do you think happened? He had he got, bruises on yeah, his leg. Yeah, he, did, he did not <laughs> stop talking the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Freddie were really I, like, oh, God. You're like me. I, you just can't help it. When, you, when you're passionate about something, you're just like, yeah. you know. Oh. Listen to what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, they kept directing questions at me. That was not, and I was like, man, ask Dale Jr. something. Like, stop asking me all these oh, questions. Oh, he was in there too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He yeah. saved them. He had to be in it. Thank God he was in there. Well, that, that's good. That's good. <laughs> he had your back though, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank he God. He had her back. Yeah. He's, he gets fired up. Yeah. He yeah. definitely had her back. He said if it wasn't us, it was going to be somebody else. So. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of Dale Jr., I'm going to throw him under the bus. Uh, he texted me this morning early. And he said, hey, there's a rumor going around that the nose that was by Denny's hauler was not the actual nose off the car from last week. It's just a nose where they were showing what happened. So mm-hmm. was it the actual the, nose? The actual nose. The actual yes. nose. Yeah. Actually, they um, on Monday, uh, they had a little show and tell at our comp meeting at, the, at JGR. They said, we want to show all the drivers because... You didn't know, right? I can tell you this. There was probably uh, 18 people at the comp meeting... I bet 15 people had no idea that that was there. So they showed us, they said, here's what it was. Here's what it is. We're talking about it. We think we're just going to show everyone exactly what it was. I said, I think 100% you should be transparent about it because ultimately right now you got conspiracy theorists. I mean, they think I got a Richard Petty engine in this thing. So, <laughs> I mean, they, they you didn't know. give you that yesterday. No. <laughs> oh God, no! <laughs> but but yeah, I think you know. Let's do something that another team hasn't done. Let's be transparent about what you got busted with. And so I think it was the right call. And you win that race with or without that tape, right? In I mean, your come mind. on, we had three tenths on the field. I mean, you know, qualifying we were stupid fast, and then uh, once we got out front, and it was crazy what what being out front meant for speed. But yeah, we were just we were a lot faster. And I mean that 
what that was for us was I think they said about three to four counts of uh, downforce drag, whatever. Wow. So we were talking about last week. Obviously, there's been a lot of times in the past where they catch you with something and they literally slap you on the wrist. No matter if they catch you running seventh, first, post-qualifying, oh, yeah. pre-practice, they'll slap you on the wrist and say, hey, we don't like this, don't bring it back. So do you think this is the sign of we're done doing that? If we find something that we don't know about or don't like, it's thrown, we're throwing you out? I think so. I think that they've set a precedence, and, and I hopefully – I'll say this. Hopefully others get DQ'd this year. I, I, I believe that that will be the case. I think that they're really laying down the law here and saying – you know, we're done with it, and we've told you what the rule is. And I believe – now, listen, this could be inaccurate. I believe they put a bulletin out a week or two before saying specifically specifying that they did. thing. They yeah, did. they did. Okay, so, I mean, if they send that out and you still do it, then by all means, we, we should think, have um, should we got it. I think you probably needed a couple more pieces. I think it was really struggling to turn down there in one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think, though, like if, Boy. if, if you're Jurgens racing, though, in this situation and, and you get kicked out and you choose not to appeal, sticking that nose out there is the smartest thing you can do in the terms of a public opinion. That was discussed. I, I think so. A hundred percent. I think that it, it stops the conspiracy theorists. It, it stops the, well, they, they were actually doing this or that. That is it. That's that's what it was. That's exactly what it was. And so. Uh, I think I actually saw on Reddit somebody said, hey, they've been doing this since, you know, whatever date, yeah, you know, like at June. least since June, right? And so um, it, it's right there. So you can see that it is exactly what it was uh, on, on the hauler there. Remember the parts they used to pull off cars? Remember they used to put them in the back of the hauler? You could go look and see what people were doing. I think. Yeah, I mean, they had a, that, like to Denny's point, they had the Reddit video, had, they were wrapping a car. I don't know whose mm-hmm. car it was, but they were wrapping the car. But as they're showing, as the wrap's going over there, you can see that little piece on the bottom right or bottom was left side, but bottom left. And that was, they said it was like June 27th or something like that. It's funny so it's just, it just been now there. comes up. Yeah. But I mean, I was on the, on the plane back, you know, we fly JGR planes and like the car chiefs are like, oh, the 20 car chief, Chris Sherwood is a buddy of ours. He's like, I don't think our car had that. And they're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> he's like, okay, all the car chiefs didn't our, know. Apparently, our cars did not. Twenty three eleven did not have them. Thank you. <laughs> Good job, boss. So <laughs> after right. that win was taken away, what like, how did you handle telling your kids? How did you? All handle- right, that was the biggest problem. Is that I'm in the car and we we pull out of the tunnel. I mean, I this is three hours, y'all, after the race. Like it was right. a long time. And Taylor and was so, trying. <laughs> so I pulled in. I pulled out, and next thing you know, I get a. I got a text first, then, and I and I said, um, I think we just got disqualified. And she didn't hear that, but she heard the phone call. I got Gabe Harden on speakerphone. He talked it through it, and then next thing you know, Taylor's just like, "Wait, what? We didn't win? That's not right. There, that's not right. There, they can't do that. They can't <laughs> do that." So my youngest, Molly, who's so matter of fact, is just taking all this in. She's hearing the facts, and of course, my perspective is I'm actually telling Taylor, no, it is right. Because, you know, we, we put a piece of tape on the car that made the car go faster and whatever. And out of the blue, my youngest says, um, because she's, Taylor's the whole time saying, this is complete BS. Um, my, my youngest just out of the blue, she's in a car seat. She's that young. She's like, no, Taylor, because daddy's had car had something made it go speedo faster than other cars. <laughs> and so it wasn't fair. Speedo. <laughs> Freddie's bathing suit. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, so, I mean, I, you know, I'm sitting there trying to explain that Taylor, no, it is 
that is fair. That that's why they do this. That's why they inspect is that to make sure all the cars are equal, and then we figure it out as drivers and crew chiefs. But um, yeah, she um, she didn't like the result. Needless to say. And, uh, but I told Chase, uh, I said, listen, you, the trophy's yours, but you want that flag, go ahead and fight Taylor for it. So good luck. Good luck. That's awesome. I'm assuming I'm a, he will lose. Yeah. yeah not going to win that one. I'm, I'm going to back it up for a minute. So probably 2003, 2004, you're riding around with a guy named Michael Perkins in Virginia, who is a crazy dude. Y'all don't know him, but trust me, he's crazy. I think I know um, him. You probably have. He used to race late model some. Big Sterling Marlin fan. Yeah, him and Sterling would hang out all oh, the time. All the time. Yeah. So blonde Denny, Denny, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, blonde-headed dude. So he calls me, and he's like, hey, I got Denny Hamlin in here. And I'm like, oh, I know who Denny Hamlin is. I don't know Denny Hamlin, but I know who he is. He puts him on the phone, and Denny's like, hey, I'm getting ready to get a contract from Joe Gibbs Racing, and I don't know what in the world to do. And my dumb ass said, well, hey, I'm going to give you somebody's number to call. Boy, you just handed <laughs> off a lot of money. I mean, millions of dollars. What an idiot. A lot. But, what but, an idiot. <laughs> what an idiot. But I said, to, I said, Denny, what do you want right here? And he said, well, I'll be able to, I want to be able to do a few nice things for my mom and dad and obviously get me a place to live in Charlotte. And I said, okay, well, I know a guy who was very in with Joe Gibbs Racing. He was managing Tony Stewart at the time, Eddie Jarvis. And I'm like, I'm going to get you guys connected. He'll know all the ins and outs to get you as taken care of as he can possibly get you to get you set up to be successful here. So fast forward almost 20 years later. Eddie's on his yacht. You've won 48 <laughs> races. You've won dates on the 500s. You own a freaking cup team. Like, is there anything that you haven't done other than a cup championship at this no, point? You're on no. top of the world. No, I, I don't think so. I mean, I never would have imagined – I mean, the days of, you know, roughing up TJ in the late model series. Um, Which he claims he was better than you. I didn't say I was better he than He claimed him. you had a hey, cheat listen. to beat him is what I heard. No, no, listen. my equipment was just, my you know, <laughs> Dale Jr. is not a big spender when it comes to his, you know. Finally, someone else missing. missing. Anything? <laughs> well, Finally. Anything? No. I mean, Josh Perry might prove that a little different because he wins everything. But, yeah, I mean. He made TJ run on, a, you know, a budget, and he didn't he didn't. We ran around. 12 races a year. Denny ran... 50 races a yeah. year and 125 is probably right. 25 out of 35. Yeah. yeah. It's solid. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and then when, and then also Del Jr. Made us go run. We knew where they were going. I knew where he was going to be on Saturday. Where'd you win Kenley Friday or Saturday? Uh, I think uh, it was Saturday. Saturday. Right? Yes. So I knew if where Kenley was going to run, you know, and him and Mark ran yes. Manassas and get, so, but the other night, they take another car and go just chase where the money was. So we all ended up at the tracks where I mean it was heavy hitters, man. Like Yeah. You'd line up at South Boston or Motor Mile and it was thirty five fast cars. And God, I hate it. Like when he was like, Hey, you can go to Myrtle Beach this week, I'm like, Oh, thank God. Thank God. I mean it's so hard to run against them guys, but they I'm glad I did because it made me better the entire time. And Denny, yeah. me and Denny probably talked. I talked to Denny probably more than anybody in the late models back then. And um, we actually were pretty good late model buddies there. And he actually crewed on. <laughs> we took that day. I Daytona. did. I, so this is kind of a, a funny, quick story. You remember when we all rode five of us in that dually to Daytona, right? Yes. Me, you, and, and Hovis in the back seat, <laughs> And Willie and, and D. Neal was driving. Well, Denny grew up in selling trailers, right? The trailer and hitch place. So you were pretty good at <laughs> backing up stuff. Well, we're back in this trailer. <laughs> D-Neal's back. And you remember this? Yes. D-Neal's back in this trailer. And I mean, we've made like 18 turns and it's not going good. And <laughs> Denny's in the back and he goes, 
hey, you want me to do this thing? And D. Neal turned around, and I thought he was going to beat the <laughs> out. Because <laughs> D. Neal's just not one. You let him make 80 okay. turns. It doesn't matter. He'll, let him make 80. Just let him finish the job. Then he's back there. Hey, you want me to do this? <laughs> like, oh, God, this is not going to go well. Yeah. But uh, late I'll, model days were fun. I know. I was, I was a mechanic for the uh, old Arca car, right? Dash car. The dash car, yeah. Yes. I, was, I had to get on that dash thing. races. Change rear end gear. You've come even T- further than I thought T- you could. Yeah, TJ, TJ's up in the hauler, you know, being a <laughs> typical driver. You know, just, you know, hurry up. You're hurting my track time. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm under there trying to change rear gear. I Boy, your career past your cross. When Del Jr. and uh, Jimmy Elledge flew down for the second day, and they they get underneath the back, and they remember when they put the track bar up on the right side for the first time? Yes. And Lenny was standing next to the driver window, and Lenny, this, you know Big Lenny, you probably know if you saw him, he's like, this thing's not coming back. And I'm in there like, oh, like I'm going to destroy this car here in a minute. And uh, we went like four tenths faster with one change. But no, those were uh, those were the good old days there. I mean, it was a lot of fun. You don't I've had I had more fun running that late model when we would go and then run them races. And it was it was a lot of fun. So you went from mechanic for TJ's car to yeah. Cup Series team owner. That's quite the ladder <laughs> you climbed. Jump. That is a big step. Yeah. I know. And, and here I am, your <laughs> on this show. <laughs> one other, one other thing. Me, him, and Willie, Willie Jackson are sitting at dinner right by the hotel. Me and him are rooming together. We brought a Super Nintendo or something. We're playing Dirt to Daytona in the room, and we go to dinner. And Danny gets this dessert. <laughs> this woman, there was like, they either put a cherry on top, or you don't like like caramel or something. No, I don't like, like any. And they put it on there, and Danny's like, he's like, I'm not eating this. <laughs> he takes it back, and I, Willie looked at him, and Willie was like. Just mouth open like this kid. I cannot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those were the uh, so fun days. Did you have any fun yesterday in Indianapolis in turn one? I mean, dude, <laughs> I look like a monkey. <laughs> <on> football. <laughs> the you entire right weekend in front of us down the back stretch on like lap two. The entire like, weekend, <laughs> I couldn't make a corner. I mean, it was just. <laughs> I thought we were going to T-bone you after the kink there. I, uh, Brad, Brad, I see you start spinning. Uh, hold on, what like, part oh, is shit. the kink? Five and six. <laughs> that Maybe the <laughs> Where'd you spin out? That's the problem. I'm starting to figure it out. Where'd you spin out? You should have called TJ. Everywhere. Oh, awesome. <laughs> well, that makes two of us. I mean, we're... there was a point where I thought they were showing a replay of you spinning, but it was really just another spin. <laughs> I put in our I put in our team Slack. I said I don't think DH. He's in the group before us. I said I don't think DH has made turn one yet. <laughs> I kept, yeah. I, I'll you tell know. you uh, who beat into ones. The 27 beach down there one time. He just kept on going. He went big track turn yeah. three and four. So was that the Russian guy or the other guy? No, that was the, the twenty six. The, no, the, the, guy, guy. the Russian guy was on the oval. He ran the oval. Yeah, he was right. in the oval. <laughs> he missed turn one and went all the way to oval turn four in park. And I'm like, hey, he uh, you're on the wrong track. But he, he we didn't know what he was doing. He was there for a few laps too. I mean, and are the, you kidding? The funniest no. part is his spotter, and I don't know who his spotter was. Maybe he's from Russia too. But anyway, he comes running over there and he's telling Sako, "Hey, I want you to push me back." And he's getting mad at Sako, and I'm like. How do you want him to push you back to where? Like, there's not a way to get you to, back to the garage. They had to eventually push him around the oval. They pushed him around the oval yes. all the way. That's how far. But, but at some point, you still had to get yeah, on oh the yeah. actual oh racetrack. Yeah. We can't have a safety truck yeah, in the middle push. of the race pushing this Russian guy back to the garage. Like his spotter was mad. I'm like, I give the I give props to the broadcast because there was so much going on between the car on the oval. There was a tent flying around. Like I Jesus. don't know how they handled. Everything on track nobody the saw time. the tent before TJ Majors. <laughs> I saw an umbrella going before I like, he I'm starts elbowing me. 
I'm talking to somebody else. It's under you. He's elbowing me. He's like, there's a tornado. I'm like, shut up, dude. <laughs> no, seriously, there's a tornado. And he's pointing about that time that tent went, whoop. I watched this umbrella and I'm like, what the hell is that umbrella doing? It was like going up and I'm like, Brett, look, a tornado. And he's like, he wouldn't even look up. I'm like, Brett, look, a tornado. And right when he looked up, that easy up went. Tent. Woo. Yeah. I mean, it shot. It was an easy it shot up. 60 feet now. Was it just one of those little. It was probably it a tent. 10 by 10 pop up. It was 10. a 10 by 10 easy up. No, I'm talking no, about easy up. I'm talking yeah. about the tornado you're saying. Oh, so, you know how when you see the parking lots, you see them dirt ones yeah, and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one of them. Okay. And it like I'm like, Brett, look. And he's like, wouldn't pay me. And then he looked down there and this thing goes, it goes way up. TJ's not serious much of the time. So, he's hollering tornado. And I'm like, dude, it's blue skies out here. I wasn't, I wasn't buying it. <laughs> Maybe he was talking about the 11 when it came by. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> You look like a tornado out of the kink. But how do you how do you legitimately listen? There was no driver that should have been proud of their performance other than the eight yesterday. But (laughs) me in particular, I was ready to get the hell out of there. But and how does it go from you are in contention to win the year before on the exact same road course that nobody has ever run? So it's not like somebody's got years of experience on you. To the very next year, it's it's that difficult. Like why is that? We we have. we have a lot of issues with our cars on road courses. Uh, Braking's one of them, uh, turning's one of them, and then getting to the gas is the other. <laughs> That's the last what, what else is there? Yeah, so we're we're trying to make steps and strides to be a little better. And uh, <laughs> meanwhile, the crew chiefs are like, "He's <laughs> driver." I thought. <laughs> well, I mean, I thought it was a great day. <laughs> we, 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 yeah. I mean, clearly, if you just shortcut the, the whole course and go through the grass, I'm doing that next time. You got to get hit. You got to get Kyle to hit you like you hit us, and then we can take off. Yeah. So it won't turn, it won't stop, and it won't go. Other than that, it's pretty Other good. Other than that, it's fine. It, um, it's right well, along the straightaway. We could be a little faster down the straightaway, too. So. That's right along the, uh, you know, we wrecked. What is it? I won, we wrecked, you fix it? Just something like that, yeah. <laughs> After you talk about blowing turn one, um, how about Larson? Holy did you see that? Sound like a Did bomb you see went it? off. Is I there a it. report of what exactly happened? Lost uh, brakes is lost what we were talking they worked whenever he got stopped because he said it on the radio. Man, he, I, don't uh, know. I saw it live. I mean, I was looking at it when he came in there, and I was like, man, he's not making this corner. And then he spun around backwards, and he nailed Ty. And he, they were up in the air, it looked oh, like, yeah. when they hit. And I was like, well, and we were sitting in lucky dog position, which we had been in basically since turn one, lap one, thanks to William Byron, who wrecked us when they said green flag. And so I was like, well, we just got our caution and we just got our lap back because there's no way we're not having a caution for this one. It looked like uh, an F-16 bomb, that 42 car. Right before that's when you were, you told me, like, if somebody's throttle or something hangs here, it's going to be bad. When that was the weird part is, I don't know if you noticed this, Denny, when you kept practicing missing turn one in practice and you were <laughs> shooting down that access road and the pace car's sitting right in front of you. Right, if you if you're going into that little access road shootout, well, to the right of that pace car was a bunch of people in a drone tent, like seven or eight people. Well, when we had one of the cautions, I looked at TJ and I'm like, man, if somebody's throttle hung coming down this front stretch, which is obviously the fastest part of the racetrack, I don't know how they would get it stopped before it got to all these safety vehicles and and the people in the tent. It wasn't five minutes later. And there came Larson, and I'm like, man, thank God that 42 car was there to hit. Unfortunate for them, but I don't know where he would have ended up. He hit him. Uh, he hit him been. on SMT. He was running like 125 mile an hour when he hit him. He was like 180. He scared <laughs> yeah. the heck out of Ty. <laughs> oh, he probably oh. felt like a bomb went off. Yeah, I you, bet. Yeah, it ain't wow. like he was a spotter. Have time to say, hey, brace for this, buddy. It's coming. Yeah, now uh, it was more it was than likely bad. he just got some sort of knockback because he said he had pedal once he stopped. Yeah, he did. So. I, I have experienced that on this car for sure right after cautions, but we were in the middle of a long green flag run. he had right? damage, right? Because he had that flat tire early. They dragged all the way back, so he might have 
screwed some shit up in there. That was twenty three eleven yesterday. Come in with pretty decent. Or uh, we saw bubble was decent. up front a lot. We were gonna. Well, we we played some strategy. Got up front in the second stage. Finished. What was your strategy? Third. Bowl them out of the way in the beginning. No, we didn't. We we kind of survived the beginning. We were running. We short pit the first stage, and then we stayed out second stage. And we stayed out of the stage break, so we ran top five for a good portion there. And we were gonna run probably fifteenth ish, I think, which is a fairly solid day for Bubba at a road course. And then uh, we that's just, actually a really good day for Bubba. We at a just road got. Uh, we got survived the end really <laughs> that's all yeah. i mean that's you know we kind of talk about Looking it later at the top but five though it's a you can tell it's a survival race it looks like a plate race it's just russian roulette i it's mean like it's a plate race finish. killer be killed over there it's just props to all the rookies who had survived top. gillen <laughs> was fast yeah he, gillen yeah, was good he all was weekend really. really fast he was fast yeah i think and even ty i thought ty was really running well i thought he was a little too nice to some people like you know, guy's got a position on him, and he kind of, like, gave it to him instead of, like, I think if it was an Xfinity car, he probably would have fought a little bit harder. So I think he could have ran five spots better than uh, where he yeah. finished. But, you know, I he was – I think y'all were one of them. I think y'all yeah, used oh, him yeah. up. Did we? Yeah. That's not – must not – After have the race, zone. he was – you know, he's – he nitpicks, like, I lost three spots here and four spots here, and I think he's, like, the 23 and 18 used me up pretty bad. <laughs> really? I, yeah. I must have been out of my zone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, so, Denny, as a team owner, knowing, you know, when Kurt – did not pass the concussion test. What was the process like knowing that you were going to put Ty in the car? How did that work? Uh, we didn't know. We, we, it was a complete cluster. <laughs> we, we didn't know what we were doing. We must have changed the plan three times the night before the race because we had had protocols to put John Hunter in. We, we had planned for John Hunter um, on, in January. We had him fit in, in the car. We had his insert, his how much he needs to be raised up, the pedals, we had all of our presets. <sighs> then, you know, as this happens, I, I, I talk to Joe, tell him what's going on. And then, you know, the, obviously the uh, should we put Ty in the car uh, it, question comes up. And then we just go back and forth and back and forth. I must have told the people at the track, all right, this is the plan three different times. And there was three, you know, three different drivers every time. So it was, uh, it was a very late last minute thing. Uh, and... You know, we just uh, thought that Ty needed to get some seat time. Do you think he's ready for Cup right now? Could he be a rookie? I mean, heck, he may run more races this year. I don't know, obviously, what Kurt's situation is. But is he ready for Cup full-time, you think? I mean, the only way to learn is by fire. I mean, I, I think the longer that you wait, the more you get behind us. I mean, when we – when in the Generation 6 car, we had the same basic car um, – on the same tracks for a decade. So a rookie had no chance really to come in and beat us veterans that have been racing for years with the same car on the same track. We just had too many notes. And so now I think that, I mean, obviously I've been in the sport a long time. I couldn't get around the Indy road course if I had to yesterday. So you had to, I think it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough for a few years. And I try to tell Ty that like, Dude, the fence between Xfinity and Cup is a really tall one. And so these guys don't screw around over here. You miss one corner, you qualify the difference between qualifying 10th and 25th. I mean, Xfinity series, you're going to go as far back as 12th, right? You know, whatever, whatever it might be. So it's just, uh, it will, it will take, uh, it's going to be a project. It'll take some time for sure. But I think trial by fire is the best, best way. You, you were thrown to the Wolves and to the Cup series. I was. Right. Yeah, I just don't know why I adapted to Cup better than Xfinity. I mean, I, I maybe I ran top five a few times before I got to Cup, 
not very many, but immediately when I got to the horsepower and the low downforce, like I, I took off. I'm not really sure why. Yeah. So what do you, um, like how, how much do you mentor Ty given that he's at JGR, he's driving for you. Obviously I saw you making fun of him wearing your shoes. Like, are you, are you helping him out a lot? Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm trying to uh, give him some guidance, let him know what to look for. Um, you know, I'm asking him the night before the race, is he looking at X, Y, and Z, things that he needs to look at? Um, he's he's the sponge. He's soaking it all up right now. Um, so I think that, uh, you know, the, the way he's doing it is, is good. It's a no-pressure situation. He don't have to think about points. He don't have to think about anything. So It's easier on that. It's way easier. I told him before the race, like, hey, listen, we pulled the reins way back on him because – at Pocono, we said, what's your mindset right before the race? He says, hammer down. We said, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> whoa, <laughs> wait a minute. So we were like, we kind of backed that up a little bit. And, and then, he did back up in the beginning of that race. He was just chilling yeah. out back there. Yep. I mean, I, that was, we were like, listen, you got to make a corner. Hammer down. He's like, you got to make a corner first. These <laughs> things don't steer the same. They don't break the same. Um, so I, I think that uh, once we got to the road course, I said, listen, prepare and yeah, the reins are off. Go do. I don't care about the result. I mean, you can finish last, you can finish wherever. I just don't care. Just make sure you, you go out there and learn something. And so uh, he was happy about that. I hope Kurt comes back this week. Yeah. But if he can't, is Ty still your guy? Yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, cool. Well, we got a long show. I'm going to ask you one more thing. On the ownership side, obviously you've got a very experienced president with Steve. Joe Gibbs is, is, is beside of you. Like, how often do you have to go to Joe and ask his opinion on things as you're doing this? And I know TRD guys probably work closer together than other manufacturers, but do you have to lean on him a lot? Uh, it depends on what you're talking about in general. I would say, of course I do. I mean, he is ultimately the person that I, I mold my company after. Uh, I've been at JGR for so long that uh, I understand the family atmosphere that they've built there, and, and that's what I want to emulate. I think that a lot of the reason that uh, Stuart Haas has been you know, so successful once Tony came over there, he, he emulated what Joe was doing at Joe Gibbs Racing. So it's, it's the mold that seems to work. Yeah, cool. Do you see it being your team being more like a JGR with an Xfinity Series team, maybe truck in the future or? Jeez, Casey. Boy, the, <laughs> you never know. the model would I have mean. to change a lot for that to happen. <laughs> yeah, not right now, for sure. I, I think that uh, our focus is going to be on Cup and and making it the best Cup team in the garage. All right, well, let's hear a little bit more about our presenting sponsor, OfferPad. To get where you need to go in life, sometimes it's time to make a move. And that move, whether big or small, can be made easier with the help of our friends at OfferPad. OfferPad provides the easiest and most convenient way to sell your home. You can get the process started by taking five minutes to complete a form about your home. You answer some basic questions to submit your home to OfferPad. OfferPad will then go to work on getting you the best offer. OfferPad will send you that cash offer to your inbox within 24 hours. It's a free offer with no obligation to sell. When it comes to buying your next home, OfferPad can help with that too. You can shop homes on OfferPad.com and pick out your dream home. I think our guest on today's show, Denny Hamlin, has my dream home. I hope he uses OfferPad to put it on the market and I'm able to buy it once I sell my current house. I'll go in half with you on Denny's house, Brett. You'll never even know I'm there. OfferPad has a market in the Charlotte area, so you two can become neighbors with us. When asked where you heard about OfferPad, select the NASCAR option so they know we sent you. Spot on, spot off. It goes like this. Spot on means you agree. I'm spot on. Are you joking me? He's lost his mind. Oh, and by the way, 
no one ever seems to agree. And then spot off means you disagree. Spot off. Uh, here we f-ing go. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But if you're TJ, um, uh, uh, there's only one correct answer. I don't know. It's time for spot on, spot off. Spot on, spot off. First topic. Ross Chastain takes the turn one access lane on the final restart and battles Tyler Reddick for the win before being penalized 30 seconds post-race. Denny, favorite person, this one's all over you. Spot so on, spot if off. you if it so what is the like button? Spot on or spot off? Spot on you, spot on you like what happens, spot off you you don't like what happens. <laughs> So there's really two pieces to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So spot on, I'm glad he did it before I did. <laughs> I was thinking about it. I know. I was I thinking about it. on Saturday you were thinking about it. <laughs> I had a really good breaking point into the access road. I really did. I did. We uh, did it on Saturday, and everybody did it all weekend. I noticed, I noticed in practice that, I mean, even when I really slowed way down and then said, oh, screw it, I got to go to the access road, I'm looking, I'm like, I'm right back where I came out. Like, if I really just committed to blowing this and having a breaking point, then I think there's a gain to be had here. And so that's <laughs> pretty obvious. Uh, yeah, yeah. Especially when you got to break for other cars. Well, yeah, that, that was the biggest thing too. Is just, yeah. They're all piled up on top of each other. In I one. think I think he committed pretty early that if I see any slowing down at the corner, I'm just going because he. I mean, I don't think he even tried to turn down he in. Ne- so. so he got on the break. You know, we at, me and Billy Scott were sitting next to each other playing last night. And we were looking at it on SMT. And he got like, he braked like he was going to make the corner. And then never even, it never swayed. It was like the, once the hole opened no. in front of him, he took off again. He did have three on the right side. And that's a <laughs> yeah, bad spot. Yeah. So I mean, it, it, it's genius. It worked. I mean, it's, yeah, just, I don't. it's unfortunately legal, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd imagine that rule will be added. Well, I think that if he would have blended like second a ways back or something. Maybe what do you think Tyler Reddick was thinking when he sees this guy on the left just come out of nowhere and take the lead. And, like, and, and that it's son of a <laughs> so not only is it not just some guy, but it's Ross. So you know, like uh, I, I don't understand why it took so long to penalize him. If that's if that's a penalty, because it wasn't it's breaking laps. the rules. Well, I mean, well, well, it's, it's, we've already established they got a committee or something. Up there oh, now, the committee right? is yeah. yeah, they were talking about. That's it, what Fred sure. and I were texting about last night, and this is what I'm spot off about is. A, we saw guys do this all weekend with no penalty. And people say, I was talking to Bob Pockers, you can't improve your position. Well, if the three cars in front of you on the track and the three cars skips it, and even though he doesn't, quote, pass a car, he gets a three quarters of a second gap, that's improving your position on the racetrack. We saw guys trying it out in practice in both series. We saw guys do it in the Xfinity race. We saw guys do it in the cup race, and the only person that got a penalty was the guy at the end. I had actually told Justin Haley, hey, man, guys are doing this, so if you're on the outside and you're stuck, just go shoot this access road because they're not doing anything yeah. about it. So I think I it's ironic. I told you in the race, you're, you're, you're past the wreck, too. You're, Most exactly. times you're past yeah. the wreck. I, I the, absolutely, the, you're past the wreck. The, the one and the three got the penalties because they were the only ones that improved their position throughout. The, you know, the other guys were doing it, but they never committed to it like the one and the three did on but the last lap. That was never lap. said, though. But, I mean, it's in the rules, and it's a discretionary rule, which obviously sucks. I think next year when we go back, you'll see you'll have to stop, in my opinion. That'll be the rule. Like, you can blow through this turn one, but you're going to have to stop before you re-enter the racetrack. 
quarterback, I think, is the only fair way to do it because you can't. Now the guys see this, they'll try to manipulate it anyway. But. Have you seen turn one? Stopping still might be faster. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, mean, Ross I mean, was in you, a no-win position. A.J. Amadinger was on the inside of Ross, and the way that Suarez went in there, he completely cleaned out. Blaney, A.J., if Ross had been there, he would have been cleaned out as well. So Ross avoided the accident, but I don't understand, to your point, it's a minute and a half back around there. Why didn't they then say, hey, one, you're legal. You're not going to be a part of this race. Get out of the way. Let Cindric and everybody else do what they've come to do. Um, so that's what I'm spot off about. I'm voting, spot on for Ross's Voting freaking, takes time. I'm, it does take time. I'm spot on for Ross saying, I think this is the best thing for me. Get this point in time. And well, it almost worked out. We saw last year that they don't always adhere to the black flag at the end of the race. I don't know well, if you remember and, that. And I think Dustin, <laughs> Dustin Long tweeted, I guess, maybe over the radio, NASCAR said that if in the closing laps, of the race, there's not enough time to assess any penalties that are not served prior to the end of the race. A post-race penalty of 30 seconds will be assessed to the vehicle's total time. Yeah, but I don't. I'm not really sure that they considered this a penalty. Yeah, they, you know, they didn't during their whole race. I did it twice at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think they just. I think they took it. I think it took them by surprise when Ross yeah. came out. Yeah. Or he did. You know, four rows ahead of where he was, and they're like, or maybe he didn't. We can't look let like this go. But the he, wreck made it way worse. Too. Yeah, oh, yeah. He also could have made it look like he tried a little but, bit. But more. it didn't uh, really make it that worse it. because he came out and, like Ty got through. Yeah, Tyler got through one clean, and he came out ahead of him. So it wasn't like the oh, wreck yeah. was the only thing no. that stacked everybody else up. Ross Tyler Reddick is it. not getting enough credit on the last restart oh. because of what Ross Chastain did. When you watch that replay and you watch him come down that straightaway and do everything that he could do to keep Blaney behind him and not get freight train on the inside like he completely managed that restart top notch and then you saw Roscoe flying out but Tyler Reddick deserves more credit than he's getting because that was amazing yeah like Danny said he's about the only one that deserves credit for yesterday <laughs> I, I mean listen even in our driver's chat everyone's you know disappointed with how that race went I mean what we try to figure out is like you know who's responsible for this and and, and you know because IndyCar doesn't do that well it's because they'll knock the front wing off and race over right but we just we just we use the person in front of me and i say we uh but i watch just i mean like the, the 22 and the two and the and the 14 they just i mean they just pile in and you know five wide when they know they can't make it and they know the person in front of them can't so they hit them to then cause a wreck so they go around it so it's just well, it's just bad it's just a bad look, and you know it was just. It looks really bad. If you it just, were, it just, if you were terrible. the sanctioning body, what would you do to change it? I, if I own the series, I, I keep doing it again because <laughs> <laughs> it's creating more action. Everybody saw it. I guess I knew when there was going to be a green white checker that it was going to be bad. But like we had the restarts, like twenty two goes all the way down, doesn't even make the corner, pops the curb, goes on the inside of the curb with his right sides, and you know you're not making that corner. You're basically forcing contact to create a wreck so you can gain them spots. The, the problem is, is people, the drivers think, well, that guy, is, he's not going deep enough. Well, no, he's not going deep enough. He's just not trying to create a four wide and a two wide lane. Like that's, you know, when you're yeah. in the sixth row, of course you can't go as deep as what your breaking mark is because yeah. there's traffic in front of you. But the, they just keep filling in from the back. And and not respecting they they don't care about whoever's the collateral damage because so, they make spots from it and yeah. then they do it again. When you look at the Chase Elliott wreck, that wreck started from ten cars back. Yeah. Somebody coming in there, running into the car behind. He ha he gets pounded into the car in front of him, and next thing you know, it just ricochets all the way forward. I don't so. have statistics to support this, but I've always said turn one at Watkins Glen, breaking downhill 
was the hardest corner to make in NASCAR because I saw a lot of guys running by themselves, wheel hop, spin out, and off they go. And obviously, restarts nuts. I take it back. Turn one at Indy, hands down, the hardest corner in NASCAR to make after seeing that this weekend. Well, but it's self-inflicted because it's mostly drivers there. It, they don't hit each other at Watkins Glen like they do at Indy. I think they will now. They yeah. don't do it on the initial start? Yeah. I mean, it's green and white checker. You gotta use, it's either hit or be hit. I mean, should we... Should we think about single file restarts? No. We can't. There. No. no. I mean, will it make a difference? <laughs> be boring as It'll make a difference. Three wide versus make five a huge wide. difference. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I don't think you have a rack. In the, I don't think you have a wreck like you do. You're going to have two wide. I mean, guys we're going to be two wide by the time we get to the first corner, but we just won't be six wide. Starting, yeah. Like, I, the 22, I have no idea where he was going. The 20, and he and he finished like sixth, and he was running 30th. I know, I but that's, came that's why they do it, is they get rewarded the, for it. The 22 sucks. I thought like, he came off pit road. The 22 <laughs> looked like a move I used to play in PlayStation. Like, you just like hang out to the oh, right yeah. with no don't, damage on and just blow out the whole field. Yeah. Don't worry. Ryan Blaney uh, told it like it was. Spot on, spot off, Joey Logano, among other drivers, dive bomb turn one on the final two restarts, and Ryan Blaney says, Jason? That was a case of just getting wrecked. That's all people do at the end of these things. Just drive in there and f***ing wreck you, and I don't know who shoved who. I don't care. Pretty mm-hmm. spot on, spot off. He's right. I mean, he's not wrong, obviously. Uh, you know, like we just talked about Joey. Like, that's how we got knocked out into the grass was Joey was five wide on the bottom and knocked that whole lane out in us. Um but just that you saw it all day long. You saw guys going in there and now guys are getting paid back because they thought the guy wrecked them, but he actually got shoved from four rows back. You know, Blaney went and turned Suarez at the end of the race when it Suarez looked to me like hit. it was the two that got mm-hmm. in the back of Suarez. Uh, I think Harvick paid back 48 and 48 didn't do anything to him. Uh, so it's just like, you, you don't even know who's wrecking you because there's 16 wide and guys are just driving over their heads into the corner. I, I didn't see that. Is that what happened? There was yeah. no good angle of the four and four. There was a the replay, but Alex tweeted something or put a post up like, I, I got paid back for a wreck I didn't cause. So it sounds like um, it was intentional. Yeah. Well, I I saw the quote, uh, someone's radio, but it was the Harvick's radio, and they said, well, there's about five guys responsible, and they said, well, tell me all five, and we'll get them all. <laughs> yeah, Harvick. Yes, he was pissed. He's like, give me all five names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did look at that restart with the two. The two kind of seemed to start that one. It wasn't really Suarez. That's Suarez right. got in a deep, but the two got into the back of him. Um, the for the sure. two was super great. I mean, there was just guys. You could just see it coming, you know, and then I, I don't even know. There's no way to defend it. Like spotting it, you're like, ah, I don't know what to tell you. I'm, you know, I'm, you're gonna I'm get 100% spot on for what Matt Weaver tweeted about this. He said, racing with respect does not pay playoff points. And he's right. And at the end of these races, all these guys give a crap about is winning or getting playoff points or obviously advancing in the top 10 in points so that you get more playoff points when the regular season is over. So racing with respect and integrity is out the window when you have a green-white checker these days, especially somewhere that there's a Uh, corner like turn one. Yeah, well, we run Formula One tracks and we have a hair like a 90-degree corner. I can tell you right now it's going to be ugly. And it was. Flat track, too. Moving on, when asked about his relationship with Tyler Reddick, Richard Childress says, Jason? Kevin Harvick and I talked through this whole deal and we made a joint announcement. He won four races that year and we almost won the championship. This one didn't happen like that. So I'm going to take a bathroom break. And <laughs> I'll see, you later. Uh, see you later. Oh man, okay. just for that, Denny, spot <laughs> on, spot off. 
<laughs> well, one of two things. I hope you don't see him at Food Lion, and if you ever see him taking his watch off, you better run. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll lay some groundwork here. All right? We said on here two weeks ago, if you're Richard Childress, who truly can you be mad at right now? And we, we said, nobody but yourself. Tyler Reddick admittingly went to him and said, I want a long, long-term deal. I want to stay here. I want to be a part of the team that gave me the opportunity to be where I'm at in Cup. And Childress looked at him and said, you ain't won a race yet. You ain't getting a long-term deal. Well, that's his fault. So I gave props to you for sucking him up as quick as you could because if you don't get this guy quick, somebody else is going to. Right, Richard's obviously heard about it. I understand Richard's upset about the timing of the announcement where you guys said, hey, we've signed Tyler Reddick. But if you don't do that, somebody else is going to tweet it within the next That's six right. hours That's anyway. Right. right. So I, I am spot off for Richard coming out publicly and saying this because I go back to what I said from the beginning. Who else has he got to blame for this? Yeah, it's it's a tough situation because if it wasn't us, it was someone else. That's that's just the, the facts 100%. of it. Um he he had other contracts in his hand. Um, you know, they did go to him earlier in the season, as I understand it, and, and ask for a long term. And I don't know the exact words, but it was something in the in the words of like, we're not in a position to be able to do that. And whether it be financially or whatever it might be the reason. Uh but yeah, it's we we knew that we first of all we wanted to make sure is it legal for us to be talking to him? There was. Maybe there's a problem with that. In yeah, the first place. I, I said 100%. that on the show. There's a problem with that. Um, but, I mean, essentially, if it's not us, it is someone else. And it was other very, very big teams that had offers in front of Tyler. And um, we were not the highest bidder, uh, I don't believe. And so he chose us, and we appreciate that. And, and like you talked about, we we got tired of leaking announcements. And, and so – it's not good for anyone because you know what would be happening is that instead of this getting out there and like I said, Tyler, we'd love to have you, but I'll see you, see you down the road. Go do your thing now. Uh, we, we're not, we're done until that point. Every single weekend, he would be getting questions about where are you going? What are you doing? After winning this weekend, it would be completely tainted with... He may not have won this weekend because of the questions. He may be distracted. I can tell you this, that they are going to get the best out of Tyler for the next 16 months because he is motivated to do well for his team, which says a lot. And I talked to Jim Campbell at uh, Chevy, and he says, I, I have no question in Tyler's motive to go out there and want to prove that, you know, and, and, and live out his contract and do things that uh, the way as a professional should. So I think that it's just... I know the timing was unfortunate for everyone at RCR because they couldn't tell sponsors or whatever because of how short timing it was. Uh, I think that they were maybe in conversations about uh, some sponsorship long-term, but at least now you know you got to build that sponsorship around somebody else, right? And so it, the worst thing would be, can you, you know, going out there, signing a sponsor, it's attached to Tyler, and next thing you know, Tyler's not there. That, that's a worse situation. So at least it gives everyone time to plan for the future. And this weekend shows that you're still going to get 100% of effort out of Tyler Reddick. I think in most agreements, too, it says like there is a clause where if a driver were to change or if there were be, to be a shift, a sponsor can get out anyways. So I don't know. that. They- I don't know how you make the same, same mistake as a company 10 years later. You did the same thing with Harvick. As you did with Tyler Reck. I, I don't know how that happened. I don't, anyway. you know, I mean, listen, everybody in this sport's for themselves. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, everybody's going to do what's best for them. And and I'm sure RC has been in that position many times throughout the years. I think Brett could probably attest to a couple of them. Um, but, you know, how much, talk about how much effort you had to put into 
making sure that you were going to get the announcement out. I mean, I know you went through, you know, you had to put a lot of time and thought into how this was going to come out because I mean, I've heard you say it like was minute, by yeah. the time that by, by the minute. time he was back to you, there was already text going out. I knew that he, yeah. yeah. I, I knew he, he wouldn't make it back to Charlotte. I knew there was no way. So I had to go up there to, to Winston Salem and uh, get a hotel room and, and get a conference room. And because I knew that there was no way from the time that, that he told his, so he told his team first, the, the uh, eight team. And then he told RC, I believe that was, I'm not sure, but I believe that was how it went. And then he came directly to the, the hotel. So by the time, so I think he told his team and then I think it was nine minutes later, it had made it to our shop, our rap guy at our shop that, Hey, congrats on getting ready. So it was just, it, it just was a matter of time. Wow. So from an evaluation standpoint, right, you're, you're building something special at 2311 with Michael Jordan. What makes you say, Tyler's my guy? Days like yesterday. Holy cow. I mean, just, just the way, I mean, it'd be so easy, especially with Ross there at the end, to like panic and overdrive. And like the most reasonable outcome that happened out of yesterday is he ends up wrecking, trying to get back around Ross. But like, the in and out and composure he had on the restarts, everything. Um, you have to have a driver that can win at all types of racetracks. He should have won the dirt race. He's fast everywhere he goes. He should have won California. You know, I think uh, someone blew a tire in front of him. Um, and then he goes out and he's won two road courses. So to me, in a schedule where you don't know what's coming year to year because of the, the schedule changes, you better have somebody that can Personal. win everywhere. Yeah. He's definitely shown that he's growing in – becoming better and better and this yesterday was probably the most flawless race that i've ever seen him drive like everyone made so many mistakes yesterday and when ross got beside him like you said he could have panicked and he still drove it in there and was in the right position to clear ross and when he cleared ross he was gone when you look at 2311 you guys are young man two years old right obviously big alliance well not even two years old uh, big alliance with jgr but when you look at bringing kurt in you can see from the spotter stand it helped bubba Oh, Obviously, yeah. you can look at Kurt's stats. He was on pace to beat everything that he did last year uh, where he was at over at Ganassi. The top fives were, were trending to be higher. Obviously, he's got one win. You don't know if another one's coming, but he certainly there were races. He could have won more. This kind of move gives you another animal in there to elevate 2311. You know, I, I, you know, I did a peer review with uh, a lot of different teammates of his because, you know, I didn't know what kind of Kurt Busch. I know people said, well, he turned a corner. He's, you know, better, this, that, and the other. But you just never know. And so uh, I went to lunch with uh, three of his teammates, previous teammates, and they all said, by far, got to get him. He's just the best teammate I've ever had. Um, You know, he's good for the company, good for us drivers, um, just by far the best. And I'm like, wow, I just, I never thought, I, I never saw that. And so now I see it. I mean, he is 100% the best teammate that I've seen, uh, and especially when you got to pick out a, the first true teammate for Bubba Wallace, you got to pick a guy who's renowned as the best. And so Kurt just made sense for us, and he's just been a great team player. That's awesome. I mean, you look at Saturday morning. I'm going to go back in our Slack here for a second, which is just a group text with the team. Kurt texts at 8.30, let's go slackers at the shop, practices in less than an hour. I already set off the shop alarm. Like, you know, he's at the shop before the, everybody else you know, Saturday morning waiting for practice to start. He was there all day yesterday, I think, for the race, you know, just kind of, you know, hanging out with the engineers back in the war room or whatever. But, you know, just that's just the effort he puts in. You can see it all the time. 
Door Bumper Clear fans, we want to give you five reasons why RacingUSA.com is our favorite store for NASCAR merchandise. First, NASCAR fans have rated RacingUSA.com Google's top source for NASCAR merchandise, so you can always buy with confidence. Second, RacingUSA.com discounts every in-stock and pre-order item every day, so no need to wait for a sale. Third, RacingUSA.com guarantees the lowest advertised die-cast prices, so you don't have to shop around for a better price. Fourth, RacingUSA.com ships all in-stock orders the next business day, so you can get your order faster than anyone else in the business. And finally, fifth, RacingUSA.com has a wide selection of current season hats, apparel, die-cast, and novelties for the sport's most popular drivers. You can always find great products that aren't available anywhere else. Like the autographed Dale Earnhardt Jr. 2022 Hellman's 124 diecast car that Dale raced, and I spotted through that big wreck at Martinsville this year. Fans, RacingUSA.com is Door Bumper Clear's choice for NASCAR merchandise, and we want it to be yours as well. Whenever you need new gear to show your support for your favorite driver, we want you to shop RacingUSA.com, where you're always somebody special. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, Brett, they can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And, and there's really no shame these days in, in, in getting help when you need it. It can, man. And you got to be careful and uh, you don't want to carry that around by yourself. That's where these guys come in handy. Whether you've been in therapy uh, or new to the process, BetterHelp will give you the tools and to positive thinking and coping skills and how to manage those boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. Therapy is not just for those with major traumas. You know, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out one brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bumper today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bumper. Oh, moving on. Kyle Busch says he'd take less money or a one-year deal to stay at JGR. God, I got to go to the bathroom again. (laughs) (laughs) What have you been drinking? (laughs) Spot on, spot off. TJ, I'll throw this one to you. This is getting more interesting by the week. I mean, I we keep talking about it, and we just keep getting more clues. Um, every week that goes by, it seems like someone's going to get a bargain on Kyle at some point. So, um, you know, I, I'm here for the drama, but <laughs> um, spot on, I guess. I mean, Kyle's going to go somewhere. That's my guess. So good, good, good I, guess. I mean, that's I would, that's going out on a limb. I mean, here. you're way out there, but that's a good guess. The more time that goes on, <laughs> the more that it looks like that he's not going back to JGR. Denny, I'll I'll put it in a different way. Can can, can we go? Can I be last on this one? <laughs> I want to be last. Here's where I'm at on this thing. I'm spot off for the fact, and I would love for Denny to speak to the economics of this. I'm spot off for the fact that Joe Gibbs Racing, who is renowned in the sport for paying more to get a driver, paying more to get the right tire changer, paying more to get whatever they want. They get it. And they're in a position where a two-time cup champion, a guy on top of his game, can't get a sponsor and they have to lose him, right? That's what I'm spot off for is the model is so tough right now on teams that, that the sponsorship has to be so big to retain a guy like Kyle. I am spot on for Kyle eating a little bit of humble pie right here because he's been fairly arrogant 
I guess what I would love to know is, and we won't ever know this publicly to be able to say it, but I would love to know if he's turned down contracts already this year that he would now be willing to sign. Yeah. I mean, you see, it seems like a little bit of a backpedal this week. You know, we've seen kind of, we've heard reports that he was, you know, looking for his market value and now suddenly he's not for some reason. And you got to think that he's kind of seeing that the, those offers just aren't there. And, and, and I don't know, first of all, before I say anything, you didn't bring him here, right? Like he's good. Like he's not going to walk in and you're not going to announce. Breaking uh, news. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> but I mean, there's just not that many teams that really can get it. You know, who's left. I mean, RCR, I guess could go after him if they really wanted to. Um, but I mean, Stuart Haas, we're hearing those, those seats are, are filling pretty fast over there. Hey, um, you want to share some rumors? I mean, we've already talked about Eric going back in the 10. I think that's, Getting pretty close. We've heard some other rumors that I'm not going to share. Um, Why? JGR seems pretty steadfast in whatever offer they've made. They're not. I don't think that. I mean, I'm sure they're still ongoing. Uh, GMS they can afford them, but it sounds like they've got their seats filled. Uh, they just signed Eric Jones with an extension. We kind of hear Gregson's going over there next year. Um, Dale, if anybody's ever seen Dale haggle on on eBay, you know he's not paying Kyle Bush. Um, <laughs> Bill Junior is a tight ass. <laughs> Uh, Anybody who knows him knows Obviously, that. it's been seen since day one. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, Matt Colleague. I mean, does Matt Colleague want to make a big splash here? I mean, I don't. There's rumors that they haven't had any talks, but that might be changing. So, you know, I don't know. I just don't know where else he goes. And I mean, I seen one thing where he's like, "Oh, I might run a Kyle Larson schedule." He ain't going to run. He's not taking a year off to go run. Uh, dirt car somewhere. I mean, he's already but, started with the micro. Yeah, he, yeah, exactly. He's not taking a year those, off. Those planes are expensive. <laughs> yeah, <they're laughs> expensive. so those houses. Um, but yeah, so I don't. I just don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know where he ends up. What is what, what is what is fair market value? We, we can argue this till the oh yeah the cows go home. What I, what do I think? Kyle Busch is worth fair market value. What do should, I? No, what do I think? All right. Where, how do you? How do you equate a driver's fair market value in today's world? Do I have to say he has a big sponsor, or it doesn't matter? Um, that he's bringing a sponsor. Okay. No. No sponsorship. No sponsorship. Fair market value for Kyle Busch today is between five and six million dollars. Okay. Do you think I'm way off? No, sir. Thank you. No, sir. I do not. S- simply because, think about it from the team's economics economical standpoint that the, your team gets paid what you win on the racetrack and what your historical value is plus the fixed fee the difference between first and last is about six thousand six million dollars so that means if i had the worst driver in the field to finish dead last every week i'm going to get paid x and if i have the best driver that wins every race in the championship and it's number one ranked charter i get paid y and the difference between that is only $6 million. So that essentially is, is what you would consider what you should pay the best. Now, you can add sponsorship to that. So now, let's just say you have $10 million in sponsorship. Well, if that sponsorship is linked to the driver, then a driver deserves part of that deal, right? What is the proper percentage? Is it 20%, 30%, 40%. What is it, right? Add that to the delta that you're talking about. That probably is fair market value. Yeah, I agree with that. And it's a shame that he's not going to get that. But it sure looks like he's not going to get it. Listen, we we have been very fortunate to be in the sport. I, I thank my lucky stars every day that I came in when I did because it was after the Hans device was uh, you know brought into the sport. The safety was such a big factor. 
and the money was really, really big. Really big. And so, you know, we, we lived in a world where, you know, sponsorships were paying, you know, tens of millions. I thought, you know, we've seen documented on, on Twitter about, you know, the M&M's deal or, or it was there close to it. You know, when you think about what, what the height of a uh, driver uh, salaries were, I mean, go back in Forbes and for the last five years and they, they, they nail it pretty, pretty good. They pretty much close. got, it. I don't know whether they're getting our tax returns or what they're getting, <laughs> but I mean, they nail it. So it's, um, unfortunately we're just the, the teams aren't getting those type of sponsorship dollars, uh, anymore and, and performance on the track. It's just part of the equation that equals fair market value. And so, um, yeah, I think that, that Kyle has seen that, um, there's a shift and, and he has to take some concessions and it sucks to have to do that. It, it, it stinks. I wish this wasn't the case. I mean, certainly, um, if, if the, you know, I think that we, t- I saw the thing with LeBron, I'm not saying Kyle's LeBron by any means, but if the Lakers lose a sponsor, they, they still sign LeBron. It doesn't matter about that. That's the only difference in, in their model. And our model is that, uh, when you make a sponsorship dependent, then, uh, then these type of things happen and you have a risk of you're one of the most popular and polarizing drivers not racing in 2023. That's a possibility. Which just got repeated. Basically, it's getting repeated. It just happened to Matt Kenseth with the same team years ago. That's right. Too expensive to bring him back. So part of uh, part of the economics. Well, I'm curious to see if this next topic has anything to do with what the future looks like. Uh, spot on, spot off. NASCAR president Steve Phelps says that the sanctioning body is preparing to offer teams a fair relationship with the spirit, with the split of media right dollars for the next TV deal. Brett, spot on, spot off. I mean, I'm spot on if this happens. You know, I, I, I think that this is a long time coming. I think that racetracks are hogging a lot of money that they're not reinvesting into the sport. And if they were getting you know, X amount of dollars, like Denny said, and they're putting 30% of that back in the facilities. And every time our race fans walk in the facility, it's as clean and pretty and pristine as Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I'm going to be all for that. I want to see investment into the sport. And I don't know that I see a lot of racetracks doing that. Yes, Daytona spent $400 million. Guess what? The Daytona 500 is freaking sold out. Phoenix went in there and spent over $100 million. Guess what? That place is sold out. People don't want to go to trashy facilities anymore. We can't look like a Saturday night track when we're charging 150 bucks to a come to a race on Sunday. So when I look at the model, I know what the tracks are getting. I know what NASCAR's getting. I know what the teams are splitting, right? That number needs to be higher if our track's going to get better. Because at the end of the day, they're still coming to these racetracks to watch the drivers race. I was blown away on Saturday morning that this facility, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, had 400,000 people there to watch the IndyCar race for the Indy 500. And the exact same drivers came back on Saturday morning and guess what wasn't there? 400,000 people. There were a lot of people there, but there wasn't four. It was the exact same people. So it's about the experience. It's about all the things of the cultures. And I want to see, I mean, Jeff Burton said exactly where Denny's sitting. And he said, I want to see the owners get filthy rich Owning, owning race cars in this sport, I am of the same belief because guess why? Spotters are going to get paid more. Shot guys are going to get paid more. Truck drivers are going to get paid more. We're all going to make more money, and the money is there. It's just not funneling to the teams. I think that 
this is just directly related to what we were just talking about with Kyle. You know, this this Kyle's not having these contract negotiations if Joe Gibbs is making five times the amount of money he's off the TV deal because now he's not dependent on M&Ms or whoever to find a sponsor. He can just take that money and give it to Kyle. Or we're not dependent on, you know, we see a lot, everybody complains about it on Twitter and Reddit that, you know, this guy just bought his ride, this guy. But you'll see less of that. You'll see more talented guys get opportunities because the drivers won't be so, rel- uh, the owners won't be so reliant on sponsorship money. So I think this is, just proves that point there. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, Brett pretty much nailed it, to be honest with you. I mean, that's that's kind of the complaint. Listen, I've been vocal on Twitter about this, which I probably shouldn't have at times, <laughs> but... Uh, but I agree. I mean, listen, anytime that, you know, one entity takes a, the, the bulk, then then you want to see that reinvested. I mean, for us not to have internet at most of these, I mean, that's a fact. Most of the tracks is just silly. Um, yeah, we, we would like to see. It's not growing the sport. Putting the money in your pocket is not growing the sport. And so, listen, I had a long lunch with, you know, uh, Marcus Smith, and I invited um, Justin Marks to come you know, let's ha- talk to him. Let's hear his side and whatnot. And I understand that. Um, listen, they they got to pay a lot as well. They got they keep paying NASCAR sanction fees, so NASCAR is kind of taxing all these different entities uh, when we come to the racetrack. But um, listen, I I think that Steve Phelps is a, a great asset for the NASCAR team owners. I think that uh, he understands. I think Jim and and the whole France family understand that we need to change the model in some ways, shape, or form. So. I um, I'm spot on to to what uh, you know Steve Phelps said there. I think that uh, I think certainly things will get better because you know when we talk about Kyle, I think you know if you got to take less for a little bit of time, I, I think if something can get done, the driver salaries go back up to to where they were in the heyday. So I think certainly um, everyone. Listen, it's hard for us to continue to employ our people because it's not like people in our industry have gotten pay raises as inflation has gone up, right? So, you know, when I build a shop, I'm trying to build a shop that's nicer than everyone else's because that's what's going to retain my employees versus, you know, me just paying more than everybody else. So I just think that, you know, that is a tough part of our sport is you can go work somewhere, a very normal job with normal hours and get paid about what you do in our series right now to be a mechanic or whatever it might be. So and that's why we're losing a lot of talent. That's why people. we're losing a lot because they can do a job that just doesn't require the, the time and effort that what ours does and the travel. So we, we need to get to a better place to where we can compensate those people uh, the way they should be. Um, like every other company is doing in the world right now. And I'll credit you guys. I mean, I remember Curtis coming out, you know, on behalf of 2311, and basically stating, you know, hey, we've got a lot of experience in other avenues with other sports, and we want to see and help our sport grow by doing these things. So, yeah, I mean, in in years past, though, I will say this, and I've been part of the sport a long time. The conversations with NASCAR is different than they've ever been. That is for sure. Is that they are more open to changes. I mean, we see it with the schedule. We see it with, uh, the, you know, the business model that we're trying to change. They're, they're, they're really working hard, and, and honestly, I, I believe that we're going to end up in a good place. The, I hope so. The, the NASCAR deal was 10 years, I think 2.8 or 8.2 billion is what, it was, what the last deal was. We just signed NFL, just, which is obviously its own entity. They just signed one, 110 billion is their TV rights deal. NBA is looking for 75 billion. I mean, are we, I'm, a, I'm hoping we'll see a, not a similar jump. Obviously, we're not going to those numbers, but we see a jump in there. But does, does, does NASCAR have to have their deal done with TV before they can go to you guys and, and offer anything? 
I don't think so. I think that we could probably agree on let's Percentages. just share. Let's just share on whatever that revenue is. If it's up, it's down, it's whatever. Let's just share and whatever it might be. But uh, there's a there's a group talking to NASCAR on that, and, and I'll leave the details to them on that. But um, we have to realize, too, though, that when you look at other sports and how they get a big jump, we do cost a lot of money in the sense of like what we cost per hour that we're giving the viewer because we are just – one or two races in a weekend where NBA is, I mean, it's on every night of the week, right? It might just be one or two games, but it's, there's a lot of content that gets created. Um, and so with us just racing one day a week, practice one day a week for 20, 30 minutes, we don't, the price for our content is pretty high compared to other sports. Speaking of content, NASCAR released a trailer for the new docuseries that's coming to USA in the fall. Any thoughts on how that's going to become the next drive to survive? It won't be as good as that, that Netflix show on 2311. I was really excited about it um, yeah. until I saw it was on like Monday night at 10 o'clock on USA. Like I really wanted to see this come out on Peacock. Like I wanted it to, to give me a reason to, to become a Peacock subscriber and to go after that young audience that is streaming. I mean, we, we hear from executives all the time. I know Denny does. Our fan base is this. Our fan base is that. We want to go after that 18 to 35-year-old. Well, hell, they're not watching USA Network at 10 o'clock at night. So I appreciate the, the effort. I appreciated the trailer. I thought it looked beautiful. It was well uh, presented. I'm just a little bit worried about the distribution uh, strategy. I do think that while it will be on at like 10 on Monday, they'll probably replay it a lot, just like they play I'm Life sure, in the, in I'm the sure Fast Lane. I'm sure that's going to help at 12 o'clock on USA Network on a Wednesday. No, they they play Life in the Fast Lane after like I know, races. but no one, no one young is watching USA Network. I feel like that's, that's the biggest struggle. Point. Like Netflix was the on, perfect you're listening. for Josh. Casey wasn't listening. You're listening. Yeah. That was Whatever. my point. On the Peacock note, though, I have heard of a lot of like a lot of people subscribing to Peacock now, which has hopefully helped NBC. We need that. That's where we're headed anyway. I think Drive Survive was on Netflix, which had an established following. Putting on Peacock, it would be great, but it's not. Their following doesn't seem super established yet, so I'd rather see does, it reach new people in a yeah. place that's already How did that them. work on the driver piece as far as did you all, like they came to you with the opportunity and whoever wanted to be involved got involved? Uh, yeah, this is uh, this a long time coming for sure. I, I didn't participate in it, but um, yeah, there was a there was a bunch that did. Um, and so what I liked about the trailer is it looks like they're actually taking us seriously. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just, man, I, I, I just always been told if you want to sit with the adults, you got to act like one. And so you, um, it's just, it, it, I, I think that certainly the trailer looks like it. It's really going to tell some compelling stories about some of these drivers and the teams beyond what you see on the racetrack, which is really good. Moving on to Michigan, spot on, spot off. The Cup race at Michigan should run the same rules package as Atlanta. Ready, spot on, spot off. Spot off for spotters. <laughs> I mean, we, I, I don't think I got enough batteries if we did that at Atlanta, but I mean, it would be exciting. It would definitely, it would be interesting. Have you, you didn't test there, right? I think nope. Bubba went. No. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not sounding like I, I thought they were going to be easy wide open, but it sounds like they're, they're completely not, I don't know if they got completely out of the throttle, but they're more off or, or less throttle than I thought. Um, but it'll be interesting. But yeah, the, if we ran that uh, Atlanta package there, it would be it would be pretty wild. If I hear we're shifting in Michigan, I might just jump off the back. Oh, of the God. Because Jesus. that drives me nuts at these levels. Look, I would be spot on for running that package because I actually love plate racing. Um, I know the drivers probably wouldn't be on board with it. I don't know that I would. Halfway through the race, I'd probably change my mind because I do that every week anyway. But Denny and I were talking 
on the way in here about, you know, what do we think this surface, this car is, is going to race like. So, uh, man, I would love the package. I don't think Denny's probably on board with that. No, I mean, I think our, I think the Toyotas are going to haul ass, especially after we put some duct tape on it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I just you know, just thinking in general. So, I mean, NASCAR haulers should be fun this weekend. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I, I think. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I see merit to both. Honestly, I I do. I think if you want like a complete cluster of a race and the crazy restarts, then yeah, you got. You got to slow them down. I would say even in Atlanta, you got to slow them down still. slightly yeah. more. We're still five miles an hour too fast, and that going into three skating up the racetrack is a little sketchy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially if you have damage. <laughs> yeah, um, I heard the exit of <laughs> exit of four is really sketchy, isn't it? <laughs> oh, but but yeah, I I mean I think that you know if you're if we're gonna if you're gonna slow them down honestly really slow them down like we yeah. We gotta we gotta get under the tire to where we can get close to each other in the corners. That's what's gonna make the great, you know, speedway racing that that we all love. So I agree. They're still too fast. Do, do you remember? Did you do that commercial where we ran them late models at Charlotte? Were you involved with that? It was like a Toyota deal. I I spotted for Suarez in one of them. Well, you were there. Right? I was there. Yeah, Clint was there. I can't remember. We ran like late models at Charlotte, and it was a but they were slower than. But they could not get we away from each other. We were four wide the whole we race. We were four wide. I the was. Whole time. I was in that. Yeah, I was yeah, in I that race. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was show cars. It, it was, was show cars. Yeah, and you guys remember. had somebody riding with I you. I couldn't remember what that. Yeah, yes. you had. We had like football players. Yeah, or something. Yeah, we had football guys. It in was crazy because it. You know, listen, fans love speed. I totally get that. And but if you want to see like the three and four wide and like everyone's comfortable with giving each other no space, you have to slow us down slightly more. To uh, to get us under the tire, but yeah, I remember that it was for uh, right before the Super it Super Bowl awesome. commercial, yeah, it was right? Football yeah. players. Holy cow! It was it was amazing <laughs> to was, see. We were four wide the whole time. It felt like who knew? You know, listen. You know what? I figured this out. As car, we need to just get rid of all of our cars. We're going to run Richard Petty driving experience cars. <laughs> That's what we're going to race from that's now on. Sign me up. I'll join. Yeah. 155 mile an hour down the back stretch. Yep. Wide, <laughs> Wide open. I do think there is something to that. We're like in the middle. We either go, we're, we're not slow enough to really pack up like we've tried to do a few times to where everyone's really good at doing it. And when we are going super fast, the cars are glued. We need to be up off the racetrack where they can stay with each other some and just have the, I used to be able to spin the tires to the flag stand at Texas back in the day like you the throttle like the horsepower like i missed that aspect of it probably when he was first starting that's how it was you would you could literally run come off turn four at texas and just hear them guys spinning the tire to the flag saying it's not like that anymore and we're like in the middle of just not slow enough to where everyone's comfortable like he says and we're not like you can't stay with people enough or use the horsepower because we don't even have it anymore so um yeah, yeah i mean you probably got one more race of atlanta like like what Atlanta's yeah, racing now, and then it's then it's then it's gonna start to get spread for sure. Which I mean, that's okay. Yeah, I'm good but. with that. Couch Racer wants you to have a chance to win Cup Series garage and pit passes to the NASCAR Weekend in Las Vegas on October 16th. And entering to win this grand prize is easy. On your next purchase and all purchases between now and September 14th on CouchRacerShop.com, enter the code Las Vegas. That's one word, L-A-S-V-E-G-A-S. We will draw the winner live on September 15th on our Facebook page. 
So visit CowTracerShop.com and make sure you enter the code LASVEGAS at checkout when making your next purchase. For official details and rules, visit CowTracerShop.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Nobody's listening, but I don't care. I'm on an episode of Door Bomb Prepare. Oh, TJ's cool and pretty kisses. Hamlin's ass, every chance he gets, AC's beautiful, but she never ever picks her up. But Briscoe forgot that he had breaks, now the pasta's getting high. Hell yeah, gonna hell. It's time for Reaction Theater. We have a nickname in my family for people like Nemechek. We call him the Walking Eagle. It's when it's so full of that he can't fly. Sometimes you're the bug, sometimes you're the windshield. Claiming to be the bug, this dude was a semi on that track tonight. Good lord, man, I don't know what he's smoking. Oh, Damn. Walking Eagle. Denny, a walking eagle. That's I, actually pretty okay, good. Okay, if you were Kyle, <laughs> the team owner in this situation, how would you handle John Hunter? I, you don't do anything. Yeah, it's I don't, truck series. I, I don't. I don't exactly. It's a truck series. I mean, that's how everyone. He's not any different than most of them in that series. I think all the championship favorites in the truck series decided to piss everybody off in the first race of the playoffs. Yeah. Like John Hunter goes in there and just wipes the kid out for his first crew in. Zane stuffs like two or three guys in the fence. Yeah. Host of ours right hooking guys down the straightaway. Like yeah. I don't. I don't understand it. The truck series is massively different than what it used to be. But what, let me ask you this: So Host of our clearly just. Right hook this guy after he ran in the back of him off a four. Is this going to be a thirty-five thousand dollar penalty? Is it going to be thirty points? Like you just you just set this precedent with Noah a couple weeks ago. Where 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 is his penalty? Because he did the same exact thing. He he got on his quarter panel and right hooked the guy into the fence. The wreck wasn't as bad after it. It, Well, that doesn't matter. It's saying we're talking about the fallout after the wreck. Yeah, Yeah. the outcome the outcome shouldn't matter. (laughs) It should be judged on the intent. It's the intent. The wheel either came off or the wheel didn't come off. Like. That's it's true. either on or off. That's right. Listen, all I did was tweet out that I'd like to see the new car on the oval instead of the road course. See how it would do. The old car race like new car might be all right. Who knows? But I don't know who works for NASCAR that used to work for Homeland Security because now all of a sudden I got this fly, little antenna on it, won't leave my ass alone. <laughs> The NASCAR fly. I noticed he's not here, it's so there, it must be yeah. at that guy's house. Yeah. Of all weeks, I thought I'd be here this week. Yeah, I figured yeah. it'd be here. Picked it up. <laughs> what, I'm missing something. So there was a fly in here last week. It wouldn't leave us alone, so we said it was NASCAR. Oh, spy yeah. Monitoring? It was yeah. on Freddy the entire time. I took a couple swings at uh, it. Yeah. Digital <laughs> spy fly. I said, that was eating bugs. Knowing some of the comments you make, I, I bet you teams probably wish this podcast came out after Tuesday when NASCAR makes their decision on penalties. No, he's yeah. been the same since that I, since I've ran 
late models with him. He he's been the same wise ass, smart ass type. <laughs> you want me to back that thing up? <laughs> this guy's gonna kick the shit out of you in a minute. <laughs> I ain't mad at Ross Chastain. I think he found a loophole. He took advantage of it, improved his position because he passed everybody that crashed. And I think NASCAR should let him keep it and make a new rule for next time if they didn't like it. Yeah. Wow, somebody. Some that guy was serious. Yeah, he, he was. was. He was. He was very not, matter of fact. He was very. Yeah, uh, his Ross. Actually, yeah, nice, he just, nice of his dad. <laughs> anonymous. Nice so. of Ross's dad to call in, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we we just cannot go back with that being an opportunity to be a problem. We have. We can fix it. We could have actually have saw it on Saturday morning or actually Friday afternoon. We could have saw that it was going to be tried at some point and just eliminate that opportunity. I mean, it was tried a lot on Saturday. <laughs> you got to put like a little chicane or something where you, yeah. you can't go through there wide open. Like you just got to do something to make it where you literally cannot advance your position if you miss turn one. I saw them post a clip of Austin. Like you could see everyone turning. There goes Austin nobody, speeding up. Nobody I, I mean, did I mean, that caught through more than Austin Dillon. He must have took it 15 times between the two races Yeah, because we were working on it. We were planning it out. It looked like it. <laughs> we were laying rubber down. How'd that go, by the way, y'all? Y'all work well together? It was fine, yeah. It was good. Yeah, 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 he was backwards issues. more than he was forward, yeah. but it was yeah. fine. We, <laughs> never, we never spun out. I don't think we ever you spun out. You were going out. too slow to spin out. <laughs> you didn't race that. another car all day. Listen. You didn't. You weren't even in traffic. You you ran an entire Brandon Xfinity Brown race. passed you in the 47, I think. And was never in traffic. He was catching Austin Dillon. We had brake problems. That car number like that car number's one short of a good time. Yeah, and I'm gonna tell you something. Problems, man. <laughs> he had a lot of problems. I ain't never seen an Xfinity car that slow. Jeb Burton broke his track bar and he passed you. Hey, in by the, the way, <laughs> did y'all see Jeb Burton? <laughs> he rolls off there. He straightens his wheel like three times. Did you see that too? The best thing Jeb Burton did all weekend was rolled up in the campground and asked somebody did they want his hat, and he explained to him that he was a driver and he's Jeb Burton and the pull for him a day, and it did the guy don't even get started. Race. <laughs> Freddie texted me. He said, I think that fan's upset that Jeb didn't get to start the race. Oh, Whoa, he was uh, adjusting his wheel to a broke track bar. So following he'd pull social up and media. Fix it and do it again. <laughs> following social media is what gets me through the weekend. <laughs> oh, I love social media. Oh, man. Sorry it cost you 50 grand one time, Danny, but I still love it. 50? <laughs> you. Uh, one time I, I'm, in, I, I, I'm in this fucking thing for six figures like you wouldn't believe <laughs> oh. a lot of trailer hitches a lot of trailer hitches, <laughs> lot of trailer hitches. <laughs> holy <laughs> Freddie Kraft I don't know how that you coached Bubba Wallace to a top five at a road Listen course but you deserve <laughs> some sort of medal call Biden call someone Cause you need a goddamn medal, sir. Is that one of your friends? For I don't know who that was. I thought it was Denny. Uh, I, I don't know. That was well. We got sent one direction, and we just kept going one direction. That was clearly the right strategy for sure. <laughs> yeah, it worked out well. I didn't mind it. But but here's the thing, right? If we look back at that Ross situation, Ross elects not to go through turn one. And they have a complete pileup that brings out a caution. He's still going to advance his position. He's going to be second in the running order when they throw the where, caution. Well, where do they put him? You, you can't. That's what I'm saying. You can't not open up yourself to all these different things that can happen. We have to see going into the weekend. Hey, let's think. Let's go stand down there at start finish line and let's walk this racetrack or let's get in the pace car with Kitman and ride this scenario out because everything that you see that can happen may happen. Yeah, I don't understand. 
Okay, you plan to take it. Why do you try to get so much? Just get to third and then race them. Maybe they wreck in front of you. Have get you the met win. these idiots that wear these helmets every week? They don't. <laughs> leave, they don't think that way. Like everything with Ross just is a little bit too far. Like just pull the reins. But pull. but do you think that he that they should have let him let it slide this time and just make the rule for next time or what? Do you? <laughs> I don't think he could have. I, I don't know. If he would have won that race, <laughs> yeah. Jeez. You know. I, but, but what happens if he wrecks Tyler Reddick? Right. Oh, like right. what happens if he wrecks Tyler Reddick? When Tyler drove around him on it, when Tyler went around his outside, I was like, "Holy cow, this is big! Holy car control! Holy everything!" Ross Chastain might wreck him right here he because would never Ross do that. thinks that he's still racing. Ross has not been told like Chase Briscoe last year. Hey, you're under penalty, and then Chase Briscoe still did something really stupid, knowing he was under penalty. But Ross, if he wrecks Reddick right there and Cindric gets the win, Ross shouldn't even be there. That's that's my struggle with the, with the, with the way it went and, down. And full transparency with the Bubba deal because I seen we were getting killed on this last night for you know shortcutting the course. Like I I got I think I might even said it on channel two. I know I thought it. I was like, there's a this is fifty fifty. I don't know what the wording is because we we were forced off the racetrack. We got drilled in the right front wheel. I don't know if you saw the picture, but I don't know how the hell we didn't get a flat in the last ten laps. But like we were drilled off into the grass and we went straight. And I told Bubba like slow down while you you know blend in here. Don't just you know keep digging and cut off more spots um and we blended back in and took off and i think i got on channel two and i was like I, we're down the backstretch i'm like i don't know if i should go serve a penalty in turn 12 or not because it's a 50 50 right here but i'm i said we're, i'm just gonna tell him to keep digging because let him make the call at that point if you stop in yeah. turn 12 anyway you're yeah. gonna be back there no matter what but I, I, was that on the last restart it was the second to last restart okay. there's at that point you're kind that of was lucky. Logano restart yeah yeah so like if joey goes five wide and your spotter's calling four inside you're not making that corner. You're no. not making it. So how is that not considered to be like forced off at that point? You know, yeah, there's I mean, such we, a big. I mean, we, we we took a shot in the wheel and and did not. You know, it wasn't like we were squeezed off the racetrack. We were blasted well, off into the you, grass. You're the one that caught Busher on fire. I did. Yeah, when you went down into one in the beginning of the race and he hit him in the door. Tenth. Yeah. Oh yeah, we did blast him in turn one. Yeah, you, and then you <laughs> I knocked, forgot about that. You knocked yeah. something into the, that caught on fire. He was it, on fire, like fire, fire. And fire. Do you see that car. video? He and you just in the car. There. Yeah. What Jesus. was he doing? Like, I mean, I think I might have bailed out when they took that right side window out, and there's just flames shooting out of the car. I'm I like, waiting for him to get, get out. out. Like, if you get out, I saw him on the uh, on the <laughs> medical cart being carted off after the race. See a suit? And I, I saw a suit, yeah. and I'm like. You know, I'll be honest with you. I didn't. I didn't think about the fire. I was like, "Damn, that's a lot of salt on his shoes." On his suit. <laughs> he sweated like, a lot. I'm like, "Damn." I mean, he's wore down. They're blasting him. Cole Trickle out of Days of Thunder or something. As much dirt as they put on I him, mean, guys like that. Just hitting this guy in the head with fire. I'm like, "What in the? Get out!" Like, what there are you was, doing? It was full of smoke the entire thing, oh. and I'm like, "Okay, but if you get out, you're done, right? Yeah. If you get out of the car, you're done." <laughs> You can't so, get back in. Like, if he got out and stood there, let them get the fire out, he can get back in, what right? What caught on fire but didn't keep the car I don't from know. going? I don't know. They, it knocked something into the exhaust, and it kept catching on fire down there doing something. Damn. Yeah. I mean, it was our fault. It yep. was your fault, yes, actually. Still we, top we, did, 10, we hit him really hard. In the door, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ross Chastain is going to look at Dave with a straight face and say, where when he asked him about trying to take the access road i'm going to save you guys some time and go ahead and declare ross the wooden idiot this week jesus christ what a <laughs> up <laughs> my favorite part about that interview is when ross actually said dave where dave like he called his name when he yeah. was talking to him where, where, what do you mean dave i wasn't playing dave like he just <laughs> 
It's I've a, heard I've heard that actually about Ross that like he he'll zone way out or hyper focus on something and then just like doesn't kind of know forget. what happens. Yeah. yeah, I spotted for him. He has no idea. After the race, you'll ask him a question and he'll look at you like, I don't know what you're talking about. So like, but he did. He evidently didn't know what Dave was talking about, even though the question was pretty freaking obvious. <laughs> so just stare off and be like, where Brett? <laughs> I'm not sure what you're talking about. Uh, what access road? Yeah. <laughs> We've been, we've been going that way the whole weekend. <laughs> Dear Danny, it's easy to see why everyone hates you. <laughs> Dear Danny, your championship's long overdue. Well, everybody knows that you're the real hack. You better go cry on MJ's lap. You tried to cheat with a piece of clear tape and got caught. I bet you get scared when you hear the name Ross. <laughs> and I don't blame the watermelon man for what he started. Cause you're nothing but the modern day Mark Martin. You're all talk, and that's a fact. Cause we all know you'll never pay Ross back. Let me slow this down, cause it's a lot to digest. FedEx sucks, I'm using UPS. <laughs> Dear Danny, hope this song didn't bring you pain. Cause I'll leave all that up to Mr. Ross Chastain. <laughs> this guy's name's Jeb. I don't think that was, was that Jeb? That, that wasn't Jeb, I don't think. Amen. Oh, yeah. Second shot of fireball now. Oh, that's Somebody get that guy a record deal. <laughs> So we've got a guy that calls in named Jeb that actually writes some really good songs. Casey thought it was Jeb Burton for a while. No, I didn't. <laughs> that was but, good. Uh, that was uh, actually Casey, pretty good. Casey, why don't you have yours? Yes. What? Yeah. Why don't yeah. you have yours? Well, I can't because my sponsor might. You pregnant? <laughs> oh, 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 that's no. that's got one in the oven now. No, no. Oh, Chad, Chad would need to be home for that goalie. to happen. <laughs> All right, let's move on. But who's on. Hey, so, Hold on, before <laughs> we get back, so that was so that was not a very nice comment Stop, that that, yeah. that song that guy had there. Very Listen, mean. People think they insult me by saying the modern day Mark Martin. Yeah, that's not <laughs> that guy. I mean, <laughs> let me tell the public. Thank you. <laughs> like. I appreciate that. I, I don't think I could carry his helmet. So, yeah, I'm good with that. And then he says the championship is overdue, which actually thinks he's he thinks I'm capable. Yeah. So, so appreciate that. Um, I also went to some people for some some dirt on you before the show started. And I might have talked to one of my bosses and he said something about a dinner on, I don't know, was it Friday or Saturday night? And did you run into Mario Andretti? I did. And did he call you a cheater? He did. He said, <laughs> he said, Dad, there's that cheater. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually probably a compliment too I mean it's Mario Andretti man. I said what are you talking about <laughs> what, what, what cheater did <laughs> I did like the tweet from the Dawsonville pool hall deal that said they're hanging the letter up and they could use, they could use a piece of tape to hold yeah. the letter that I was mean, pretty good what is up with the people that have a problem with my social media posts playing fun with the trophy like do you guys not have a sense of humor? Uh, for they real? Don't. They, don't. they truly don't. They don't. Why were you eating a meal out of a box? Why not a plate? That was takeout, actually, and that was <laughs> one of the best fillets I ever had. From where? I forget. Uh, we'll I'm not talk sure. after. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm not, not, not sure where. <laughs> All right. To leave an audio message 24-7, go to anchor.fm slash clear and click the message icon. We will keep playing the best ones each week on the show. 
What's up, Dirty Mo Media fans? This is IndyCar driver Connor Daly. And comedian Joey Molinero. And we're Speed Street, Dirty Mo Media's newest podcast. We dive into the latest happenings in IndyCar, NASCAR, and F1 every week, as well as life on and off the track. Speed Street is available now on all major podcasting platforms. And make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Speed Street Pod. Time for the Ask DBC Offer Pad question of the week. Send in your questions on Twitter each week using hashtag AskDBC and we'll answer the best ones. This one is from General underscore Green 5. Would you rather the Cup Series run the Indy Road Course again, the Indy Oval, or IRP in 2023? Oh, I know the answer to this. Are you serious? Yep. (laughs) We had Bring Back the Oval trending on Twitter. Yeah, it's not so safe to listen, say. I, I just it, <laughs> listen, you, you, you might be the wrong person to ask. If you want demolition cars and that is your thing, and you just love the crashes and stuff, bring it oval. I mean, the road course all day long. If you want like prestige, I, it's the oval. I don't care how many people are sitting in the stands; it's the oval. And for what I saw, the stands are the exact same on the road course as it yep. is on the oval. Sixty thousand. What I mean, what are we even talking about here? We took a major away from our sport. I mean, the only reason we never the Indianapolis Motor Speedway was built for Indy cars and our races were never good there. You know what I mean? We only reason that there was a major was because it was the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and it was the oval, the same track you run the Indy 500 on. Um, and now you've taken that away. You know, you've taken all the mystique away from that venue by running the road course i mean we've heard guys say it in the past like i wish i won on the road course. i wish i won on the oval but this is cool you know and you still hear it you know i would love to be an indie but it's you know not the same but i I mean i don't think you can go to irp i think that you 100 percent should take the trucks and xfinity to irp next year um but yeah i think just if you're gonna i've i've said it on here multiple times i'm in favor of when we're talking about which track chicago is going to replace if you're going to just run the road course, I'd rather just wipe Indy off the schedule and, and go somewhere, you know, keep Road America. But, you know, if if we're not going to be on the Oval, I don't see any reason to be there. I don't think IRP can afford to pay the sanctioning fees to NASCAR no. to get the Xfinity Series back. That's a problem. Um, I would love to see the Cup cars at IRP in an all-star type weekend. Um, I think we limit capacity to whatever their capacity is, the 10, 15,000. We bring in some of those awesome bleachers that Hy-Vee brought into Iowa yep. for the IndyCar race. And put on a hell of a show. And put on one hell of a show. And I swear to y'all, I'm not lying to you, I would do it the night before the Indy 500. That will because absolutely- everybody's already in town, and we could have the biggest damn party in the world. And then the next day, let all of our drivers, all, the st- all of our industry people – Go experience the Indy 500. We can and, spot and, the Indy 500. I don't want to spot no. it. Brett for president. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, but I am with Denny. I do want to see this. Listen, I got a ring from, from the Brickyard. It's the inaugural road course race last year. I didn't do a thing to earn it. AJ did all the work. But I personally would rather have a ring from the Oval. Yeah. I thought we were going to get a ring one year, 10 laps at a time on them tires. Yeah. Um, You're then, the problem. Then we blew a tire <laughs> leading. I mean, let me ask you this. I, are any of the media outlets talking about, you know, Tyler Reddick just won a major? No. No, it's because it's not a major. It used anymore. to be a crown jewel. Indy was yeah. a crown jewel. And it didn't matter if you got beat. If you went there and won Indy, you'd, you'd, if you lost, I don't care. You didn't mind getting your ass kicked at Indy because you were racing. If you got beat, you got beat. It was just that race. I mean, I, I don't mind going there. And if somebody beats us, they beat us. They the, earned it. The only thing that people are talking about right now, not being a crown jewel event, 
just the bricks because of its tradition. And we're going the wrong way on them. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, not you. Most time. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I came into this podcast today thinking I, I'm going to have to just eat so much humble pie. I'm Kyle Bush right now. <laughs> Because it's true, and I got just no rebuttal. Do you think so? Rogers already said that we're staying on the road course next year. Do you think that maybe things will change after yesterday's race? No. What if we found a slower package to where you could actually utilize the long straightaways and get around and make a pass? I mean, that that one the year they went to that one deal with Xfinity, it I felt like it made it a little bit better. Remember they like it slowed did. the Xfinity it cars did. way down, yeah. but I mean it was they were still, still five, five yeah. miles an hour too yeah. fast. Yeah. You need to be able to get a big enough run to make a pass, but we don't need to be doing 210. You can do it at 170 still. It doesn't, I mean. I don't know the answer to this question. Danny May, when you say, when Roger Penske comes, which Roger Penske does whatever he wants anyway, but if he says, we're running the road course next year, is that his decision? Is it NASCAR collaborated decision? Like, where, where does that come? Like, when Marcus Smith says, hey, we're not running this big track anymore. We're going to run the Roval. Like, can he just do whatever the hell he wants? I mean, they, they have the date, right? So, I mean, I think it's strictly economics and timing, right? It's they can't convert the Indy cars to one track and us to the other. You know, we we had back to back. They had a warm up session. We had practice, right? So yeah. it's just they can't they can't differentiate the two. They it just takes time to set up the track. Um, but you know, I think that we just had this infatuation with road courses over the last couple of years, and we got so many on our schedule now. Like, what the hell are we doing on the Roval? In Charlotte, like, I agree. It's a parking lot. Like, <laughs> let's get out of there. Like, it's just especially after the race we saw in the six hundred. There's yeah. no reason they got they put the roval on the schedule because the racing on the oval was so bad. It's gonna be vice versa. So they need to go back to the oval the way it should be. I mean, and the four, last race four to five road courses on the schedule. It's enough. Like, give people a little bit of everything. You got a street course coming in. Do your arena race for the for the which was awesome. I agree. Good. All of it is really good for our sport, but it's just we got to be good at what we're good at. We are short track, oval racing, fender to fender type racing. Like we're not IMSA. We know we got we got to just stay in our own lane and be good at what we're what we are. Oh, speaking of arena cars, you crewed on that one too for me a little bit. Remember that? I listen. I'm not afraid to just start <laughs> from the bottom. Hey, how much fun very, was that? Did very, you have fun doing bottom. that stuff? Remember I the, loved it. Are you? It's like a little Bristol. I mean. Yeah, I mean, it, I had I had so much fun. I always said, like, generally speaking, when I was working on cars and and putting on trailer hitches and shit, like I, you know, we got, you know, Dale came and bought uh, TJ's trailer from our trailer yeah. shop in, in Chesterfield. That's awesome. Like, I loved my job. I I'm not kidding you. It, I loved getting up every morning and going to work at my dad's trailer shop. He literally showed up there, Chesterfield trailer hitch, Dennis. I mean, I'll never forget it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, my dad had back issues. So he, you know, I'm 17, 18 years old out on the, you know, the work program at school where you get out and you only go for about two hours of school every day and then you go to work. And so I just was like, I loved going to work, working on, and that's what actually made me start this race team is during COVID. I was like, man, I, I think I'm just going to start another trailer shop or you know what, maybe I'll start a car dealership or something. So I started talking to Toyota about how you can I bar, buy some car dealerships. That way I know I wanted to run a business. I just didn't know what I wanted it to be. And then all of a sudden LFR went out of business. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, I see an opportunity here. And, and so I, I just kind of took it because I knew I wanted to be 
owning a business, running a business. I just didn't know what it was. And it turned out to be a business that, you know, about a sport I know something about. Pretty cool. This next one is from Heather underscore Riggs. And this one is for Denny. Between Freddie, TJ, and Brett, who would you choose to be your spotter, crew chief, and pit crew member for the championship race? I actually remember this girl. Man. This is a tough say one, right? Pit crew member? I know which and one I'm not getting. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Listen, I think all these guys are, are very good with what they do. They, they haven't been in the sport because they, they stink, that's for sure. Um, I, I, I'll just guess I'll go with the championship pedigree. I'll go with TJ. I just feel like, you know. For, for what? I, well, you know, he's really, I know, I know, I know, I, mean, I get it. But like, you know. <laughs> sorry, I, Fred. I'm really sorry. I'm everyone, <laughs> everyone he's spotted with on the super speedways has been really good. He's, he's very good with his information. You know, what we require out of a spotter, especially on super speedways, you got to paint us a picture because I don't have time to check my mirrors, check my side mirror, all that. You've got to paint me a picture of what's going on behind me. It's up to me to kind of figure out what that is. But I think that TJ does a good job of, of that. Um, now, I don't know. I mean, I might have uh, Freddie I need as my mechanic and, and I'll take Brett as my crew chief. I think it's funny that you're, you're spotter. <laughs> <Totally. laughs> spotter that works for you. It's not Fire. the spotter you I'll, think. I don't although, spot for him though. <laughs> although, although, I mean, put the, that's what I want to see. I want to see an all-star ARCA team. Where TJ's a spotter, there you go. Brett's a crew chief, yeah. and Freddie's a mechanic. Who's driving you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I trust Freddie to put that car together without something falling apart. The <laughs> Brett, which one's the offer pad question of the week? I think TJ's the all-star spotter. Got to give it to TJ. So Heather Riggs, right? Yeah. Yep. Congrats to Heather Riggs for having this week's offer pad question of the week. It's time for us to get into our favorite Xfinity X5 more than fast moments from this week. Whether you're behind the wheel or online, speed isn't the only thing you need. So what were your more than fast moments this week? And I will go with Brett first. My, my Xfinity X5 more than fast moment comes from the Xfinity series. AJ Allmendinger is, is proven to be the best road course driver in the series right now, obviously, and I'm going to go another step farther. I think he's the best road course driver in the sport. I mean, to go, he's side by side for the win yesterday with Reddick coming to the final restart. Ends up finishing seventh after getting in the Blaney incident. But, but I mean, when you look at how fast he is as a driver, I don't, I don't think anybody's beating him. Ready? My Xfinity X5 more than fast moment will have to go to Tyler Reddick. I just thought he did a flawless race yesterday. He was the only really car that, you know, you've seen some guys stay out strategy-wise and kind of hold the lead for a while. Tyler was the only one that consistently kind of got back to the front no matter what strategy he was on. So I just thought he did a really good job yesterday. And, and, and like we said, he's probably the only one that can be proud of their performance. My Xfinity X5 more than fast moment, I gotta, I'm going to split it between Todd Gilland and Harrison Burton. For surviving an attrition race and learning that if you big picture race and just stay out of trouble, you can finish a lot better in some of these things. So uh, credit to them guys for running a smart race and staying out of the trouble and getting top fives. You want to pick yeah, one? You pick a one? Yeah. You know, gosh, you stole mine. I thought it was going to be out of the blue, but I was going to go with Todd Gittlin just simply because I think he, this is the first race he raced up front with 
legit guys with and brains. And he was not afraid to be aggressive and take advantage. Like he did a really good job. I noticed on he didn't restarts. Overdo it. No, he didn't. And he just he knew he had a fast car and he just didn't he didn't get bullied by by the 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 elder statesman of, of the series. He he took his position and he he got the most out of his car on that day. He looked like Todd last year in the truck series where he was just finishing races, finishing them off. I, I actually Todd is really impressing me in the sense of like he kind of got beat down a little bit at, at KBM and whatnot, but I think he's come he's resurged himself. Right. I, I really think that, you know, he's got a bright future and certainly I think uh, you know, I, I'm very high on him and, and certainly his his prospects of being good in this this series for a long time. His teammate's supposed to be the road guy. Well, I mean, and you talk about that, and you wonder how much that's helped him. You know, we've yeah. seen AJ up the level of his teammates, a colleague. You know, all of a sudden, Justin Haley was a decent plate racer. I mean, a road course racer. Jeb, I know he helped Jeb. You know, he helps everybody. And, and those cars have been fast. We saw him get a big penalty last week. But, you know, the 34 has been pretty quick this year. And, and you wonder. And Todd is also good. I mean, I remember the truck road course races. He was always up front. But, you know, a, a teammate like that can only help you. Here on Door Bumper Clear, being more than fast is a way of life. Thankfully, there's plenty of weekly action for our Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. You know what else is more than fast? Xfinity X5. With the speed for all your devices, you get the reliability and security that keeps your crew connected and protected. With Xfinity X5, you can do more of what you love with faster internet and a powerful and secure connection. Follow at Xfinity Racing on Twitter for even more Xfinity X5 more than fast moments. And Casey, don't forget to vote for your favorites. Thank you to Xfinity, proud premier partner of NASCAR. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. What an idiot. Brett. Oh, good Lord. Who wins this week's What an Idiot Award? I, Yourself? I, I am going to give it. Denny's already gave it to no. me. I know. The show. I, I got to give it to Joy Logano because he's the one who started the next to last wreck. He's the one that maybe we don't have that last wreck where Ross cheats the course. Um, I was mad when I saw Joy Logano go five or six wide and at an angle that I didn't think he was going to be able to literally be outside of the curbing, which to me was out of bounds. So I'll give him my what an idiot. Ready. TJ might have paid me off to do that. <laughs> I'll just pat you on the back. <laughs> I agree. You force stuff and you wreck cars. I had a couple. I, had a, I told Tyler Courtney I was giving it to him because he set fast time and drove by the scales the other night. But now he's, he's arguing the fact that he didn't do anything wrong. So I'll, uh, I'll hold off my reserve on that. Well, you already said it. Uh, so. Oh, yeah, I guess so. First sprint car race. Like that one. Um, so uh, 
first of all, whoever didn't anchor their tent down in turn one and ended up on the racetrack was probably an idiot. <laughs> How about uh, the Air Force trailer? Uh, yeah, but that was my uh, my oh, my go to is going to be the guy that tried to take the Air Force trailer out of the tunnel on the front straightaway and 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 rip the roof off with the tunnel. Clearly says it's like seven feet tall or something like that. Really wanted out. I mean, he missed it by <laughs> that much. Not to mention on the top of the trailer, back further, there was still an like AC, AC unit. unit. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it it wasn't gonna make it. TJ, uh, I've got a whole it. list here. I've All got. Right. I've got. Uh, I mean, there's a I mean, list this week. TJ's got, taking my answer again. <laughs> uh, it's probably on here. Do, got, Denny, do you want to go first then? Yeah, go ahead. Actually, everybody from third to twentieth is an idiot. <laughs> They're all idiots. <laughs> That's a pretty big and I, blanket. And, I, and I, I, again, we're talking about this on our group chat last night. Like, who's responsible for this? And I said, it's any idiot believes that they should gain one six spots in the first turn is a freaking idiot. So like, nobody it, took credit for if it. If you if you think you can gain six spots, you're the. <laughs> you yeah. are the. You're the one. <laughs> my, my favorite Wednesdays, Thursdays of a week are when I talk to some of my driver buddies and they go, man, Denny's fired up in the group chat this week. <laughs> what, 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 what were the responses? What, what did they say? Anybody? They agreed. Yeah. 100%. They all agreed. Yeah. Now, they all now I'll say this. The guilty parties did not like the message. <laughs> 30 likes. Not, there were six that were missing. What positions did you cut that off at? 20th? Yeah. We finished 21st. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I got a whole. I got JH, WTF, uh, the battering ram and the two, Ross, WTF, um, BSDQ, 22, um, the dirt tornado. It's kind of cool. What's a BSDQ? What's uh, getting... Don't penalize anybody all weekend, and then oh, now yeah, you, okay, yeah, you can't yeah, do all right, it. NASCAR, so, you're calling you. Wow, you oh, called NASCAR an idiot. That's big no, for you. I'm just saying, uh, like the the whole sit, the whole uh, door. You're riding solo uh, in that trailer this week, bud. <laughs> listen, man, I didn't say. I'm that. just saying the situations <laughs> that come up from. Are you man. guys listening? I didn't say that. <laughs> All right, I'm going to change that to, to Ross cutting the course. Um, what an idiot. Um, what, hey, did you see Sheldon <laughs> Sheldon Hodenshield throw his helmet on the track? No, I didn't to see To bring that. out a yellow. He spun out and f- spun down to the inside. They didn't throw a yellow, so he got out and threw his helmet on the track. And he threw the yellow. And then, and, and and then he gave sport. the tower of the bird yeah. all Did the way he? out. Yeah, it went Will Power. Well, his, his, uh, the pusher on the, on the, the four-wheel. I, they they had a hell of a week. I've seen another video where the flag man's like, Donnie, did you see me spotting for you? Like, did you see? I was, I was telling you how close he was. <laughs> I was like, now Dude, the flag man spotting for Donnie shots that, last That's night. a first, though, to throw a helmet on the track for a yellow. But yeah. uh, one thing that I have a question about is, so the nine has some some damage in the Xfinity series, right? Did you see his left front? Left front, yeah. Why? And they made him pit. Didn't they make him pit? I don't know that they made him pit. I don't remember that. I uh, thought they. I, I mean, it they, was falling off, so they might have made him pit because the left front, the the splitter, or the nose was busted, like split in half. So, oh, so I, you can't have a nose falling off, but you can have a tail falling off. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, the nine Ooh, cup car the nine. is not looked at the same as a nine Xfinity Ooh, car. Is what TJ is saying. I see. Well, I'm just I saying see. I don't know if they made. I don't know if they made him pit. But I think he might have, have just come in. I mean, it's in a bad spot for sure. But I saw someone say something like he did. He was forced to pit, but I don't know the answer to that. But let me ask you this: Do you think that they need to? No. What, what was? Yeah. <laughs> we, NASCAR's right. NASCAR's great. But, uh, we saw a lot of commitment line violations with the guys hitting the curb. Like, is that on the drivers or is that on the placement of the cone? Because like, the, it's not a cone; it's a square or a square, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. We we were talking about that. Like, what does it matter if you're on the if not cutting through the yeah, grass? You're committing. Yeah, you're yeah, committing at that corner. <laughs> it was. I, it was I, I, they got to draw the line somewhere, right? But does it need to be on the? Rumble strip? I, yeah, I don't Why know. Why is it I mean, on the curb? You hit curbs all the way around the track. I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, 
I, the twenty two should be like on the, the curb on the fresh be, I feel like it should be I mean, on the racetrack outside of like you I know, mean, right it's a stupid question. I mean, you can paint an orange box on the grass. Yeah. Like we used to have you, a commitment cone, actually. That, yeah. that was we thing. would wipe. <laughs> what are you talking about? We'd wipe that thing out. That is absolutely vibes. true. But I'll, even if you, who cares if you hit the cone right there? You're, I mean, yeah. it's, you're, it's an access road. You're going to. Yeah, you're committed. Paint, paint it on the grass. If you get, if you clip the grass, you're out. Yeah. Who cares right there? You're not really gaining anything. All right. Time for DBC picks. Congratulations, TJ. You won an indie with Tyler Reddick. Brett Den- Denny, you can pick last because your on. pick doesn't matter. Jason, you pick from Jason you want. picked Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Boy, the ball's on you, bro. <laughs> hey, he was at one point yeah. running 12th. I'm like, I forget who around's picked, but he's in 12th on a road course. Oh, that's probably because everybody picked. <laughs> and, and just so you know, you're trying to win this, right? Uh, it was a strategic pick, so now I pick first this week. So oh, I get to use. I get you. Hey, by the way, I think he got you an excellent result. So I think that does really good. Now, Denny, being that you run the the, the Golf Guys Tour mm-hmm. uh, book, I picked Denny Hamlin to win Pocono, and they have stripped me of the win. <laughs> no. Yes. It, I mean, I thought well, that's Vegas not fair pays because off the sports pay, book, uh, sports books paid me would, would pay off. Uh, not me. You better break oh, that up. No, you're no, well, yeah. <laughs> if Mario Andretti calls you a cheater, you do not get credit yeah. for that. But the, uh, if a Vegas I, I sports book would pay it. you if you bet Danny to win the race. They paid two winners. Uh, Danny, yeah. you also wrecked the driver I had. I had Ross last <laughs> he week. He didn't wreck him. So we established that last week. We said he didn't wreck Ross on uh, this show. Yeah, the, whole, the whole panel of spotters agreed. You didn't agree. make it easy for him so to go I heard the Dale Jr. download. Yeah, I was going to ask you, what did you think about that? Well, first of all, I loved his call in to you <laughs> last week. <laughs> I, I texted him. That was the first conversation I texted Dale. I was like, dude, the call in, the, the surprise call in saying, what do you think? <laughs> Did he get him? Yeah. <laughs> like, that was good. And then, and then when he got in this with Mike, I, 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 I won't. Well, I'll say this to Dale. I says, I, I distinguish a winner between his and Mike's argument. Uh, I won't si- say which side, that's, but that's uh, <laughs> yeah, what really? You know, listen, this this story is TBD. To, or no, wait a minute. <laughs> to, to be continued. Con- continued, yeah, yeah. TBC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what'd you think about their argument? Think it was good? Yeah, Junior was a little miffed that morning for for exactly. sure. Afternoon, he was uh, he didn't want it. Boy, when he got asked for examples, he didn't like that at all. <laughs> Well, 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 you're just trying to derail my thought process. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I stand by I the, think when he called us, he was really expecting, like, oh, no, we're with you. When he said, no, they all, we all said he didn't do anything. Really? <laughs> I can tell you this. That weekend for me was about the most perfect weekend until three and a half hours after the race. <laughs> I said that here. I said, what a I story. Mean, what a perfect. Holy what, cow. It couldn't have been any better until yeah. it was over. Even my mama was proud. <laughs> For our show purposes, I was really disappointed at how gentle you were. Um, I could really have used for you to go down there and just ship him. <laughs> the net result, the net result though, was you know, as uh, yeah, the, oh yeah, I mean, the net, well, obviously, yeah, obviously, I'm gonna stay in it. <laughs> well, I just like to point out that you guys all keep saying I suck at these picks. You do. I literally got <laughs> second. Who Austin Cindric was a great pick this week. Not really. I mean, he was a good pick. A great one would have won. Well, I already took Tyler. Felice Navidad is the reason why he got second. And the one time I picked Larson, he wrecks. So L- listen, here, here, I'm looking at these picks, right? She wants a participation trophy. Guys, like 
you're picking all the good guys early. You got to pick the good guys later because you know if they're in the playoffs, they're going to run up well, front. Well, we got to reset. We reset. We reset just like you guys reset. <laughs> Look at my 500 pick. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, oh wow. Look at you, TJ. Yeah. So do y'all have a uh, running total or just who wins that week? Just who wins that week. Who wins that week? Yeah. So where's the totals up at the top? Yeah. That's oh, the, how many the wins you have? Wins. Yeah, the, yeah. the highest finisher wins the race. Yeah. Oh, Gets we got point. a tie up top. So Brett and Jason have six Which is wins. Bo- it should be a tie, but I was I was screwed last week. Can so, you pick, so was I. Can you pick the same person as no. someone else? No. If they're in gray, we can't pick them again. No, you can't pick we the same as somebody else. We can only pick else. from the colors. So you can pick whoever you want at the end, but yeah. we're going to go through our rundown. By the way, pick who you I want you to look down my list and tell me where my wins are. Thanks for that. Appreciate that. You got that. it. Thank you. Appreciate uh, you. Thank you. So, Freddie, you are in second <laughs> with five wins. TJ, third. And I'm Casey, last. Casey, have you picked where you're taking us to dinner yet? Or? Absolutely We're going to that Steak 44 place. I am going to start a go. I'm we got to find out where that filet came from. I'm going to start a GoFundMe for this dinner. So if anybody would like to. to donate to the cause, <laughs> Denny, you'll be, you'll be invited. Not till you take this shot of Fireball. <laughs> I will after the show. Uh, Jason, Hey, you if you first. take the shot of Fireball, we'll give you an extra win right now. Me? Oh, yes. Oh, I was going to yeah, say. Casey. Casey. Oh, yeah. Nobody's using Fireball right yeah, now. Nobody's get free wins. Come on. And then I'll get fired. So. You don't get fired. You don't even have to drink. You're not like employed. Are we gonna? You don't have a job. You mean she gets paid? <laughs> just yeah. wait. Just my other my well, job. She had, a, she had a choke around last week. <laughs> just wait and talk to the show. We won't let. Brett, you know me and you were the only one to actually pick winners. Me and you each have two wins. <laughs> Jason, who's your pick? I'm picking Kyle Busch. Oh, Freddie. There you go. There you go. You know, I was saving winner. this for Kurt, but I don't think I could pick Kurt. Um, no. Does Ty? Count. It, Ty, Ty could count, for count but I don't think I would pick oh, Ty. Okay. I just picked a forty-five car. Who's <laughs> <laughs> ever driving it? Uh, I will take Bill Byron. Right. Bubba Wallace. He's been fast. It's time to close the deal. Oh. I. Who's up? Me. Oh, Jesus. Good I'm luck. Between two. I'll go with. Oh, you are. <laughs> well, I don't, have, I don't know if you have any left. I don't have any uh, Toyotas left at this point. Oh, what sure about a port? No. no. No? No. It's their home track. Yep, go ahead, pick them. You're right. Please. You're That's right. why you have two wins. Go ahead. <laughs> they, she they she can, tried to pick a guy they they Daytona 500. It wasn't even in the Daytona I 500. No, I didn't know we were participating. They can't Barney Rubble those cars, by the way. <laughs> I didn't know we were participating. Oh, I'm gonna just pick somebody. Jeez, fine. oh man! I'll take. Oh, I'll take Bowman. That's a good pick. Okay, Bowman. He's yeah, on a he's run. Been so fast he's, lately. He's oh on my god! Yeah, he just has really sucky look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a that's good it. pick. Then I mean, um, <laughs> that's my fear. I'd like to, you know, go ahead and say the jinx is over with Tyler because normally whoever I pick just has a really bad yeah, day. Yeah, it's so. now on me. I really don't think Tyler should take over. Remember Jason White, what we used to call him? Jay motherfucking White. I'm going to start calling Tyler Reddick. Ty, Tyler mother- Jay motherfucking White also told me he was better than Denny. So now I know two people that told me they were better than Denny Hamlin. How sober was he when he said this? Uh, Jay motherfucking White. I've never seen him so never. So he's my neighbor, and I don't think I've seen him in like three years. So I don't think I've ever heard him not refer to himself in the, what is that, third, third person? person. Yeah. Third person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we need to bring Jay White on this show. That oh, would God, be. No. Well, do you want Jay White or Jay oh, Mother? I want no. Jay Mother. You're not going to be able to do it at no. 9.30 in the morning. No. 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 
We can't be friends anymore. Well, <laughs> I'd like to thank Ty Mother Reddick on the win here. Um, but I'm going to go with Daniel Suarez. Okay. Suarez. Good. Yeah. I got a, I don't have a lot of good picks left, and I feel like the 99 will be. Who'd you pick? Oh, Bubba. Who do you think is going to win the race? Other than you. Can't pick yourself. Kyle Busch. He's on extra a motivated. Extra, yeah. extra Jason motivated. Jason wears his underwear. That's Cap. Cap. <laughs> I don't even, still don't know what, I'm assuming means, but yeah, right, I don't well, know what we're, Cap uh, means. We're off to Michigan, Denny. Thank we've you. been talking about, you've been talking about coming on here for months. Now. There were a couple Mondays where you were like, man, thank God it's not this Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jeez. that's why you just laid low yesterday. I, Did I, he lay low? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I knew that, you know, I just needed my own business and run the track I wanted to run. That's what John Hunter's running right now. He's running the track he wants to run. <laughs> oh, we appreciate you. You got to come back. Will do. All right. Thank you all. Yeah, I appreciate it. Well, um, one before topic we, we didn't cover. TJ, will Denny be in the Hall of Fame on his first ballot? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, who's he up yeah. against? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Know. That's a good question. I'm going to make sure I retire in the yeah, you exact gotta, you correct year. You got to strategically place this oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> that is something that Denny would literally do. I got to hang out one more year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before we do go, uh, you know, this is more related to DJD than us, but Dillner's leaving. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, if Jason, you wanted to say anything nice about Dillner because I'm sure he's taught you everything you know oh, by yeah. now. I wrote a little, little something. Did you really? No, no. Oh. <laughs> I thought you did. I was Dang. like, yeah. it looks like your contract. It does look exactly like my contract. Jason's like, hey, before you go to bed. Uh. But listen, Dillner, I know Dillner helped us a lot. I mean, Dillner's helped Dirty Mo in general a lot. Um, he's one of my good friends for many years. We both come from Long Island. I've known him pretty much my whole life. But uh, old MD, he was, I was listening to him cry on D- Dale's show last week was was fun. But uh, yeah, he's, he's awesome. And uh, good luck to him with uh, I don't know. Does he announce what he's doing? Yeah, flow. Flow. yeah he's going to flow. So. Great, great dude. Great work ethic. Uh, do anything in the world for you, personally or professionally. And listen, he helped mold Dirty Mo Media into something special from an AV perspective because we didn't have all these tools when TJ and I started doing this five years ago. So big shout out to Matthew. Wish him the best. Going to miss him. He's been more involved on the NASCAR side, I think, even with NASCAR productions and other other things than people realize. So. Yeah, he's found a lot of racetracks that I thought were like wild game trails. Definitely an icon. Pretty cool. (laughs) We will miss you. Yeah, thanks, Matthew. All right, we'll see you guys after Michigan. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Dirty Mo.